you are at the net and welcome friends to another episode of the at the net podcast powered by Texmex productions working the soundboards in the back of the house are our producers d mac and dave the brain time to say hello to your hosts craig bell and aj shabria as they're about to take us through three sets of tennis talking life and all the news as it seems to them ladies and gentlemen craig bell Thanks to our Ethernet podcast girl for that fabulous introduction, and welcome fans of the great game. You are listening to season one, episode twenty-seven. Hard to believe twenty-seven of these, isn't it? It's flown. It is flown by just like, like that. Right? Bang! Of Ethernet podcast with AJ Chabry. Are you AJ? Yes, sir. You are AJC and CB One. That's me. We you know are, that's you. That's me. We, we are talking the great game of tennis as it seems, seems to us. us. Thanks also go out to our good amigos at Tex-Mex Productions. That would be Darian D. Mac McBrayer and Dave the Brain DeLeo from Back of the House. You're on the soundboards, moving the dials and buttons to make us kind of sound like real people, right? We're getting are, there. Are we getting we're there? Real we're people. almost there. Yeah, right. We're not cyborgs or anything like that? Not Memorex. Not, not Memorex. Not, okay. uh, we're getting live, right? We're, we might be AI. Okay. That's for the algorithm to decide. But at the moment, we'll just we'll be real guys. Or we might be holograms. Are we going to be holograms too? Artificial or, intelligence. We could be. Okay. Also, be sure to check out our good work on SoundCloud, Fireside, Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all the important communication sites that you kids find popular. And if you're a female, sorry dudes, and would like to read the opening intro for the Athenet podcast and be an Athenet girl, let us know, because we are looking for new female voices, aren't we? Even in a foreign language, some yes. foreign accents, our mutual friend with our uh, our guests tonight, Margo Carter, did a wonderful one. Yeah. I'm not sure who's doing tonight. So it may be yeah. Barbara or Irina. Whoever. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's we, we a good have, one. We have multiple young ladies that like to. Yeah. They have better voices than us, right? They have much better voices and way cooler accents. Uh, we've had German, Czech, English, Spanish, all Russian. kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Russian. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's been, been a good... Uh, uh, you know, actually 27 of these now. Hard to believe. If we were smart, we'd get an Australian because yes. this season, it's summer mm. down there. Yes, Australia's it is. on everybody's mind. Yes. And this is the Australian summer. And uh, our guests have a lot to do with Australia. Matt Bacon is American. Yes. Sean Zamanik is Aussie Sean. He's right. a recent American citizen. Right. And uh, next week, we've got a two-time Australian Open champion, Johan Creek. So this is how we're celebrating this Australian summer. Right. And, Craig, you want to give a little more background on well, our fellas? We, we do have Sean Zemanik. Say yeah. hi to the uh, audience, Sean. We're glad to have you here. I'm excited to be there, guys. Yeah, he, he's from, uh, has a great background, uh, works at the Top Notch Resort right now, currently up in Vermont. You're kind of snowed in right now, from what we understand. Is that correct? Yes, snow and ice at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Are, are you, as an Australian, were you used to seeing that in Australia ever? Did you ever see snow and ice? I grew up more like on the, near the coast, so I didn't ever really saw snow until I moved here. Yeah. You're from so, the coast, Brisbane, so up in Queensland, so it's almost tropical up there, right? Exactly, exactly. Pretty much you're around. When was the first time you ever saw snow, other than on television or on the Internet? Uh, when I first came here in, in, in 2003, um, yeah, I woke up one morning and it was probably, you know, at least half a foot on the ground, and I was just like, whoa, it was just white. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, and you've been at, at, at up in Stowe since uh, June 2005, isn't that correct? You've been up there training and having fun with all sorts of uh, people coming up there, especially in the summertime, I would imagine, right? Yeah, the summertime is, is great, and um, yeah, the winter is becoming very busy as well. We do a lot of teams, and, and Stowe is a such a has a rich tennis tradition. You know, we used to have the Volvo Classic, which started back in the 80s. That's correct. Um, we, hosted, we hosted also to the 2007 Fed Cup semifinal between USA and Russia. 
And um, the last couple of years, we didn't have it this year uh, in 2019, but in 17 and 18, they also ran tournament, uh, which was like a pre-compressor of the US Open called the Snowman uh, Classic. Um, so, which was a lot of fun as well. Small little intimate, you know, six guys first year, eight guys the second year, round road format, um, just before the US, a bit of a tune-up. Um, yeah. And it was great. Yeah, it was a really good tournament. So, you've been up there 15 years. That's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. I, I know your resort, um, Stratton Mountain, had one of the strange matches. Uh, when I was a, a junior player, McEnroe and Lendl uh, met in the final there, and the match was uh, not finished. So it's one of those rare things in, in pro tennis where there was no conclusion of the tournament. It must have had something to do with the weather. And as you said, Sean, they all went to the U.S. Open right after it. So it wasn't like they could do a Monday or Tuesday final. They just left it yeah. you know, undone. It just it's still still out there, right? It'll be forever in the re- record books. Yeah. Sean's a, a really good player as well. Grew yeah. up in Australia, you know, top uh, junior in Australia. Did a lot of, uh, looks like you uh, did a lot of good work with Rafter, Cash, Scott Draper, kind of a who's who of uh, Australia that uh, you, you either coached with or participated with, uh, you know, growing up. Uh, did you grow up in a tennis family? Uh, my mom was a tennis player. Okay. So, and so, then so that's, you got the bug. That, that's where you got the bug and then uh, uh, went off and really started uh, teaching, have uh you know, enjoyed uh, being with the uh, PTR, Professional Tennis Registry, USPTA, you're a USTA high-performance coach, so you've got quite an impressive background in the tennis, you know, teaching industry. Definitely. So you've, you've been around a number of years, right? I've been around for a long time. I've, you know, I worked for, um, in Australia, I worked for FD, Ash and Gavin Hopper, and then um, sort of, you know, went on to move up to Hayman Island Resort, up on the top, you know, resorts in, you know, in Australia, up in the Great Barrier Reef, and then... I finished my time there, and I went from there to the U.S., and that's when I, you know, I went to Notch. Right. Yeah, I remember when Gavin Hopper play, uh, coached full-time and traveled with Mark Philippoussis. Are you and Mark yep. about the same age? No, you're a little younger. Yeah, I'm a little younger. That's right. Yeah. And uh, also, we're happy to have on the other line, we have we can do two at one time. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Technology. Technology is great. We yeah. have Matt Bacon. Matt Bacon's on the opposite end of the world, and probably where it's about 85 still tonight, and... Uh, no snow, right, Matt? Hey, everybody. How are you guys? Matt, thank you. Thanks for joining us. You just had a huge event. You're probably tired and ready for uh, hitting the sack, but we appreciate you joining us from, uh, is it Jacksonville, Florida, right? It is Jacksonville. You're right. Home of the Jaguars. Yeah. And uh, wouldn't miss this for the world, boys. Thank you. Thanks. I, I think you are getting a new coach, aren't you? We are. We just uh, no. Actually, they didn't. They actually got rid of their um, I don't know, their their uh, player. Div- uh, the not the GM. The GM is good. The coach is good. They got rid of the guy who used to be the um, uh, the coach of the Tom Coughlin. They got rid of him. He's like yeah. the head of player, player personnel, personal. player development, player personnel. Yep. Yep, they just got rid of him, and um, so we'll see what happens. You know, yeah. um, a lot of players weren't happy with him, and uh, we'll see what happens. But Shot Khan, the owner of the Jags, seems to be invested, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I think they're moving in the right direction. Maybe, maybe you can get Jason Garrett. You know, maybe you know, he's, he's looking for a job. Maybe he can go over to Jacksonville and help you all with no. three phases of the game, right? <laughs> He's a robot. We, we we like to make fun of Jason. He's probably a really nice guy. He's an amazing guy, yeah. But but, uh, yeah. but he's easy to make fun of. Right. He, he's an easy. You know, the crazy thing is that guy's got more tenure than than Tom Landry. 
Is that nuts? Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That yeah. is insane to me that he's got more tenure in Dallas than Tom Landry, who is one of the probably the all-time classiest coach of all time. Yeah. 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 And and the even not just tenure but number of wins, which is nuts. Yes. Does he really have yes. that too? Yeah, I think yep. he has more than just about. He's like top three or four in, in the history of the NFL. Yeah, it, and folks uh, at home, if you're from another country, we're talking about American, American football. football, right? Yeah, because we do have an international audience. Yes, counting on comedy, entertainment, and and tennis. Let me throw one other thing real yeah. fast out there. Oh yes. So the great Jimmy Johnson just got announced as. Being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. So just just about wow. an hour ago at halftime, between uh, the Packers, we were watching that game. Yeah. So we actually put tennis. Did on you guys so see we, that? What's that? Did you guys watch that? Yes. Oh yeah, I was sitting there watching. I was like, man, I, I had a tear in my eye. I like Jimmy. Uh, I I cried like a little girl. Like you see him <laughs> cry. You see. Oh my gosh! Like I'm not a I'm not the biggest Cowboys fan, yeah. but listen, when you see him. And you know he's in the hall. Oh my gosh, yeah. that was tears. Tears were coming down my face. He, I mean, he was he was definitely choked up. He was definitely he couldn't talk. And you know, Troy was sitting there. They panned on him in the booth. You know, now that he Emmett will be, you know, he's in the hall of fame. Michael yeah. Irvin. I mean, it, you know, Jimmy should have been there a long time ago. So congratulations, Jimmy Johnson. Maybe there's somebody who might know Jimmy. Tell him that uh, we still love him here in the Dallas area. We he, really do. He's very revered in Dallas and will always be. Uh, not that. Uh, we haven't had some other coaches that are really good, but uh, nice. you know Jimmy was the last time we really won any, anything, any Super Bowls, and it was just good to get him in the uh, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but, the nineties were special down here. Yeah, but, but anyway, we're yeah. talking about Matt. We want to talk about Matt some more. Yeah, let's get back Matt, to the Baconator. He, he, play, he played at App State. The Mountaineers. The Mountaineers. Wow. Mountaineers. Yeah. Did you all saw a little snow there? Probably didn't you? Uh, I uh, I saw twelve years of snow up there, and it was amazing. <laughs> but you know what? It was it was the best twelve years of my life. Awesome. That was my college career. <laughs> That's right. You were a player and a coach there. Player, coach, yes, sir. Did, I, did you do uh, I, I, it was probably uh, that was probably my entry. It was the best. It was the best couple years of my life. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, uh, not really, but yes. But hmm. um, just being around the college atmosphere. Yeah. Um, a lot of coaches don't get to see it. A lot of players don't get to feel it. Um, it, it was unbelievable. College tennis. If if you don't get to be around it, go watch it. It was, I you know, I still miss that atmosphere. I still miss that vibe. I still miss that competitiveness, and I miss more importantly the brotherhood. Yeah. Um, where you're in the trenches with those guys, you know. And it was, um, college tennis. It, you know, I'm not gonna get on my hell horse here, but. It is the, probably the best thing. If you can, it's the closest you'll ever get to watch pro tennis. If you're not in a pro tennis area where they don't have a tournament, go watch college tennis because that you can't get better tennis than that anywhere around, in my opinion. You're uh, you're yeah. preaching to the choir. Craig and I both did a little time uh, as assistant coaches in college before we got into the club world, and just as a fan, as much of a tennis dork as as I am, and Craig is. There's something uh, so uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. you guys. Craig is super cool. I'm the geek, and uh, right. yeah. But as much as I love uh, tennis, men's and women's, there's something yeah. ridiculously special about college tennis. And, and I, oh, yeah. I would I would say the same thing about Davis Cup and uh, and this ATP Cup that we yeah. just saw. And you know, we're yeah. talking about this past week, and we happen to have an Australian on the on the line here. How about the <laughs> Remarkable team sports specialist that Nick Kyrgios has become. Sean, I, you want to I, comment? I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm 
I think it's great for the sport. You know, it's, it's great for him, and especially the public, the public side of Australia, because he hasn't always had it. He always hasn't had the best, you know, sort of reputation amongst the public. And, you know, we'll we'll admit that. And also to the, the things he's done with the fires, he, he's done great things. Yeah, he, he was he was definitely playing large tennis to, you know, the last couple of days. Uh, he was into it. Actually, a lot of the players were into it. I was really surprised. The only one that didn't play was Fed. I don't. Well, I don't. He was noticeably absent from the ATP Cup. And he's probably he's probably loving. Uh, that everybody beat, beats them, beat themselves up before and, before Australia. And I saw photos or videos of him in Melbourne already practicing on. I don't know if it was Rod Laver or Margaret Court, but he was practicing yep. on one of the big arenas. So he's probably licking his chops, happy. Uh, but hey, Matt, speaking of brotherhood, how crazy amazing would uh, Nick Kyrgios have been as a college player here? Uh, where would like his attitude? Yes, yeah. his uh, his game. Like, where would he have gone? Where do you think he would have gone, AJ? Like, oh. like what what college? Like, USC, Georgia? I'm sure it'd be... Where, where would he gone? Where would State, he Appalachian gone? State. I, I, he'd been a Mountaineer. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, I think of, uh, you know, Beach, so I think of Pac-10 or Pac-12 uh, school, like you said, SC or Stanford, Cal, uh, UCLA or something, but... You never know. Keep it in Oki because we had Oklahoma City University, Oklahoma yeah. State, Oklahoma University, and Tulsa University all had a zillion Australians. Aussies. Aussies. Yeah. They were yeah. all yeah, over the place. They yeah. were, I think he would have been in Oklahoma. You think so? He, yeah. he would have been there. Yeah. And then I, I try to think of schools who would appreciate a little bit of the, the fervor and the spirit. And, you know, I've been to some college matches lately at UT. Uh, that's Texas, not Tennessee. But Tennessee, I'm sure, too. But uh, Texas and Baylor – and the last Baylor match I went to was UCLA at Baylor. Get a little rowdy. It was the third round of nationals. They called it super regionals. There were twenty six hundred people watching six courts of college. The, the Baptist got wow. it, 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 were they dancing? The, it was loud. They encouraged you know oh. during the point screaming. I'm sure there was some alcohol on a Baptist campus. Mm. Yeah, I'm positive. Lemon waters. There were lemon waters. There, there was some lemon water. What we call lemon waters here locally. It's a local joke, but. I'm sure there's some lemon lobbies, yeah. 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 So I'm going to go out on a limb, just maybe because I'm seeing green and gold. Uh, I'm going on a limb, and I'm saying he would be a Baylor Bear. Might have been. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Baylor loud. Bear. Yeah. And, Interesting. And they would love him. Well, they, they had Charlton Eagle there I one think time. also, too, he'd probably go to a school that has a good basketball program. So. That's oh, yeah. a great point. Yes, or you're or right. in you're an right. NBA city like Los Angeles or Boston. Sure. We're, we're, not, we're in yeah. NBA city. We are Dallas. Hey, we got the maps. Oklahoma know. City is an NBA city. Hey, yeah, you know what am yeah, I? That's your town. Yeah. That's right. What can I say? He's a huge Celtics fan, so you know he might look at Boston too. That's it. Yeah, Boston. Um, I, I, I bet. I, I bet he's smart enough to to play well at Harvard too. Maybe. So maybe. Craig, maybe. AJ, I got a question. Yeah, yeah. How did you guys last year? How did you guys get him to play in your challenger? And how did you guys get um, um, Isner to play in that? Like, mm-hmm. was. Were money. you guys giving them free courtside seats to Mavs games or what? Money, money. You know, you know what, what the the earnest answer is. Uh, the real answer is probably going to come from a future guest on our on our show is Glenn Agritelli, the yeah. uh, the, the owner, owner of T Bar M, where they host that challenger. But what I know about it is 
Nick rented uh, a, I believe it was an eight or ten bedroom house, not far from where Craig lives, right in your neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah, I think yeah, it was wow. in Plano okay. somewhere, yeah. I, did, I, I knew yeah. there was something going on. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of police around. I mean, you heard the hip-hop yeah. and the, the, yeah. the oh, yeah. LEDs <laughs> and the limos. About three in the morning, I, yeah, I had to call in. <laughs> Here, go ahead. What were you all saying? Sean, sorry, we cut you okay, off. Sorry. sorry, go ahead. I think it was Matt. Oh, Matt, Matt. sorry. No, I was going to say, like, did AJ, do you have to call the cops because he had Drake come in and play, like, in the front of the show in the backyard? Oh, yeah, yeah. Drizzy, Meek Mill. I mean, yeah, hip hop for life, man. Yeah. <laughs> filters, yeah, filters, bro. Yeah, nah, yeah. Boys. <laughs> but, uh, so he was actually, um, uh, I, I, I'm joking about hip hop and parties and all that, but 10 bedroom mansion or, or something, and, uh, uh, I believe it was four of his entourage and four pro tennis players who are sort of local, and they went to see the Michael Johnson Sprinting Speed Clinic yep. that's here in the Dallas suburbs also. So they went there every day, and two of those guys were playing in the, I believe it was the singles main draw, maybe dubs as well, and it just kind of came about, that, hey, why don't you play the challenger? And they arranged Mitch Kruger to be a doubles partner for him, and um, Nick served lights out. He, he played really nicely. Uh, he and Kruger um, drew the first seeds and lost in a breaker, you know. Very close, uh, yeah. Really close, good match. And I can tell you, uh, there was a line around the building. The place was totally rocking, totally full. And I wish I had connected with him and said, hey, come on the show one day. But I had three kids who were maybe 12, 13 and they were, like anybody under 30, their favorite player is not Roger, but it's Nick. It's not Rafa or Novak, it's Nick. And uh, I just kind of introduced them, and the guy, I'm not kidding you guys, he had a sleeveless shirt, his undershirt basically. Uh, it was 29 degrees, you have to walk across to the matches, uh, across, not really the street, but the parking lot. And he was just chilling with his mates in a, in a fairly dark room in the restaurant, and he couldn't have been nicer. He was a total prince. Most people would have been warming up 45, 50 minutes before a match. This guy was signing autographs and chilling with 13-year-old kids and being a, just a great guy, being a total mensch. Then he walked across and hit serves 143 miles an hour. Did, did he talk about Novak? <laughs> he was texting uh, Novak, yeah, too, wasn't he? Yeah, bro. No, uh, Novak who? I'm, I'm not familiar with that guy. Who, who's that? Oh, uh, Joker. Yeah. Who you think's a joke? <laughs> You're right. Isn't, isn't that what uh, Nick, Nicky uh, Kate? He, he thinks Novak's a joke, basically. From what I understand, I mean, Sean, you're more of an authority on this. But like, if, if the guy can't beat me, how's he going to be an all-time great? Yeah. Well, yeah, did you see the other week? He um, he showed up at one of the tournaments, I think, at, at midnight with a bunch of his buddies. And um, when he was playing doubles, this heckled every every point that he missed. Yeah. You know, he was up there clapping in the stands. And, yeah, so there's definitely no love lost between those two. None. I, in fact, I caught Djokovic's reaction. You could feel it that it was very well crafted by his handlers that, no, no, that's, you know, you know that's great. Um, like, uh, I know Novak is buddies with Gael and the French guys, and he was just cheering for them. That's no problem. So Novak was very careful about it. But you could feel he was just kind of burning because, like Nick says, he wants to be adored. You know, Novak does. And there's Nick. Let's be honest. Uh, what do you think? Four or five beers in him that night? At least. Monsters? <laughs> He's a big boy, too. So it might take him six. Do, do people like Foster, Sean? I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's our standard, you know, typical. We, we, we learned that from Mick Dundee back in the 80s. <laughs> do, peop, do people like Fosters in, in Australia? No. No. And, and, and no. Funny thing, when, <laughs> many years ago, I, I heard from somebody that, um, you know, why there isn't any Aussie Aussies here in the U.S. And uh, apparently Fosters pay a lot of those companies to stay out of the U.S. Oh, really? Interesting. That's what I heard, which huh. is interesting. Wow. So what, what, do, what, do, what is a really true Australian drink beer-wise? VB, VB, Victoria Bitter. Oh, okay. You know. Yep. Um, you got also two. You know, you've got Cascades. You've got, um, you know, Crown Lager. You got Tuies. You know, you got a ton of beers down there. You know, depending which sports you're at too. You know, if you had the cricket, you got to have a VB. If you had the football, you have a four X. Wow. You know. huh. <laughs> not, not a two X, not a no Sackies, but you have a four X. Four X. But no Fosters. Huh? Fosters is no, no Fosters. <laughs> and do you all save a shrimp on the Barbie too. Ooh, they're they're gonna say prawns, right? <laughs> Crikey, mate! <laughs> Craig's going full tourist mode. I love it. Yeah. And, and speaking it. of which, he's gonna get the Vegemite out. That's it for Craig. Get the Vegemite next time. Yeah. Vegemite. Oh, the Vegemite. Oh, no, no, no. Tap the brakes on that one. <laughs> he's not uh, doing no, it. No, no. I, I smell that. I am not anything that you didn't pass the smell test. I, I ain't eating because I, I grew up with some Australians in Oklahoma, and they tried yeah. to. To uh, say that this Austra- this uh, Vegemite is is unbelievable stuff that the little nippers take when they were <laughs> about four or five. I think out of the out of the womb you all start eating Vegemite, don't you? Oh, mate, totally. Anytime, every yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, I can't take the smell of it. It's in the it's <laughs> in the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pouch. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, you married an American girl, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yep. How's how has she adjusted to the uh, to the Australian man's habits? She, 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 you know, she's fine. She, yeah, when we go out, you know, a lot of times she was like, oh, your husband has such a strong accent. <laughs> she doesn't, she's like, really? Like, she doesn't even notice. But when we're in other Australians, we actually have a pretty small little group of Aussies that live up here in Vermont. Yeah. And uh, when we go out, she notices their accents straight away. And they don't think mine is big to the head. It's really when we go out. But, um, but I just, you know, I like the um, but the one thing she does like, she does like the Tim Tams, you know. That's uh, that's like the Australians that know treasure like the, the, the cookie. It's like an Oreo, you know, in a sweet cookie. Yeah, cookie, yeah, it's cool. Um, Sean, just a quick pro- programming note. We may need to get you in a, in a slightly different room. The connection's a little funky. Let's see if I can move yeah. a little bit. Yeah, we may have to just just change rooms for you, and uh, let's switch over to Matt, yep. uh, Craig. Well, I wanted to ask Matt a question. Yes. Because I saw on his resume, you were down at Ocean Reef Club. Man, that is one of the nicest. Fancy. I, I've been down there a, a long time ago, and I thought, man, that is a really nice place. Did, did you enjoy it? Is that where you started your, your career, basically, is down at Ocean Reef? No. No, actually, what happened was uh, I was really lucky um, back when... In the mid-2000s, when the economy kind of went sour, um, I have no idea how it happened, but uh, actually, um, a guy I knew who played at Appalachian State actually was down there teaching, and he actually got me hooked up with a position there, and I went down, and I interviewed with a guy named Willie Kakins, Mm -hmm. and Willie Kakins, a great guy, a a good friend of mine, or which I'm going to say a good bloke. He actually hired me, um, sight unseen over the phone. Oh yeah! And and so I, I had no idea what Ocean Reef was, you know. And um, so I go down to this buddy's mine's Calcutta, and I wait. I go down to the Calcutta.
Dakota. I do really well. I, I get through the Sunday afternoon. Uh, rain hits South Florida, so I'm in the finals of this Calcutta, doubles Calcutta, pro cut pro Calcutta and I'm in plantation and I call Willie I'm like hey you know I'm getting there but I won't be there until like 1130 that night and he's like okay well you got to work in the morning and I'm like okay well, I'll just figure it out so I get down there so I'm doing seasonal work and I was at an age where I could do seasonal work where yeah. it's like six months north six months south six months north you know um, so I, I no idea what I'm doing going down never seen it never been down in the keys never know nothing right so I go down um, go to this tournament, play it, do it really well. Um, so I go to the Keys, I'm down in Key Largo, and I drive from, from basically like Fort Lauderdale down to, to the, um, to the Keys. And so I drive into this club and I have no idea what Ocean Reef is. And I get in there and I check in and the guy's like there and I have this place to stay. And so I'm like, I've been I have no food, no utensils, no clothes, you know, like basically nothing to like live on except for clothes, rackets, you know, stuff like that, right? So I find this Publix open in Key Largo at like 1 o'clock in the morning. And so I go to this Publix and I get like peanut butter and jelly and bread yeah. and just, just basically like the minimal food you can get. And I turn a corner and there's a dude with a pair of jeans on and a parrot on his shoulders. <laughs> Yes, who that is? And this dude's sitting there, right? Yeah. He's just shopping like anybody else would shop. He's got just, just shoes, jeans, and a parrot. And I turned the corner and I said, I'm in the Keys. Like, that's when I knew I was in the Keys. That's it. And so I go to the, so, so the, I, I don't see the houses. I don't see the waving strip. I don't see any anything. I have no idea really, really I'm kind of that. And so the next morning I go in there and I teach and I teach this guy who's in charge of AIG insurance. And he's like a, like, he's worth like, um, and I just walk in just kind of willy-nilly and just kind of do my own thing. And um, But Ocean Reef uh, is amazing. It, it's, it's We call it The Rock if, if you live there. And you'll meet movie stars, you meet senators, you meet congressmen, you meet famous people, you meet billionaires, you meet all sorts of life at, at The Rock and Ocean Reef. And, you know, where, we, where I taught, I was at the private club inside it. Um, it was unbelievable. It was the most unbelievable time of my life. And Jim Morton, who's the director of tennis there now, who's an awesome guy, and I've gotten to know him. Um, there's another guy there, good friends of ours, and it, it was it was unbelievable. And uh, it's Fantasy Island. If you ever seen it, sounds it, Fantasy Island. Yeah, that's what that place is. Oh, it's great. Uh, and, and the plane, the plane, the plane, the plane. <laughs> Literally, that was me. I was the guy. I was, I was you, that little guy. Oh, I was wow. the guy who, the plane, the plane. That was you me. were that Tattoo. Was tattoo. And uh, Ricardo Montalban <laughs> was Jim. Ooh, you look awesome. That was, absolutely, that was me. No, I was him, and then he was the other guy who was um, in Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the uh, Ricardo Montalban. Ra- Ricardo Montalban yeah. with the yeah. rich yeah. Corinthian leather. Remember him? He was. Yeah, he I, the think was I think it was. I think. <laughs> and, and I think his name in the show was. Yeah. I Mr. am Mr. Rourke. Mr. Rourke. Yeah. Right. Yes. That was, he also that was trying to kill Captain Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> Much that's later. Right. That's right. In a different galaxy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah.
Yeah, you, you are. I right. forgot about that. Man, good memory. The, I, I just is, liked Ocean Reef. Ocean Reef was just like what he said. The, the drive down. Have you been to Ocean Reef? I haven't. Oh, I know man. the keys, but I, I haven't that, been to that. That drive I've only is, heard of it. is killer. When you drive down to Ocean Reef, wow. I've driven down there. Man, what an unbelievable. I've been down to Marathon. I've driven down to Marathon with one, one of the uh, members from the university club. and uh-huh. He had a, a boat, and we... You know, uh, went down in the Keys and where he was. That's why I was sitting there going, Ocean Reef. Oh man, yeah. I have a feeling CB is going to retire there one day. Uh, no, I'm going to go further. I'm going to, to Key all West. The, you're, you're all the way, further. all the way. I'm South going west. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, 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 Frank, I would, I would go to Isle Morata. Adam Morata. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Well, Famous. that's it. Yeah. yeah. If you can get me a job there, I'm going right there right now. If you give me a hookup, <laughs> give me a sweet hookup. You know, come on, hook a brother up. Yeah, a lot of captains and a lot of bartenders I can introduce you to. I mean, you are, man. I can make a mean lemon water. Yeah, it's, uh, we're we're just having a few of those. Yeah, that's right. right. But but anyway, yeah. Th- thanks for for that. That, that was, I know we got went down a rabbit hole there, and I appreciate yeah, uh, you going going with me on that. But you yeah. know, you you also have a lot of great experience. You've you've uh, you know, you're currently the director of tennis at, at a country club, like you said, in Jacksonville. You've been at Sawgrass. Uh, you, you're, you've been uh, at Deer Valley Racquet Club in, in Boone, North Carolina. I mean, you, you, you've been around the block, too. Yeah, know? Boone is up in the mountains near App State, right? Yes, sir. That's where I went to school. Yeah. Go Math, go Mears. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I, I just, I'm just at that point in my life where I've been very blessed to be able to um, – I've, I've coached division one tennis. I've been to clubs like Ocean Reef and, yeah. and Jones Club at Top Notch. I've seen, was lucky enough to be up there for a while. Um, I'm big directors of elite country clubs yeah. where I'm at now. And um, it's just, I, I feel like I've run the full gambit. Like, it, but but it's just, just blessed. I guess is the only good word I can say is, you know, just, just had the ability to be able to do seen it all be it all and do it all and um but but i couldn't i wouldn't change anything for anything well well done both you guys and uh you know speaking of um of elite country clubs uh you also do a lot of speaking sean and matt both of you uh i met you both and we we spent quite a bit of time at the tennis congress and matt i know recently you spoke at the florida high school uh coaches conference uh, let's start with Sean and then go to Matt. Tell us a little bit about how you juggle your already busy life and blessed life with uh, traveling and speaking, too. Uh, I think the, the big thing is, is just, you know, having the schedule lined out in advance. Um, I know when we go to the Tennis Congress, that yep. is probably one of the best-run events um, that I've ever been to. Um, you know, PJ does an amazing job. Remarkable, and, yeah. And I, think that, and I think that's what makes it so easy for us um, to sort of plan the schedule and, know what your your, your your role is, you know, your timeline, you know, where do you have to be each day, which court, which, you know, teaching, who you're with, um, you know, and, and that helps a lot for us too, because in our industry, you know, to sort of leave out full-time jobs, um, it's not always easy, yeah. but PJ does an amazing job and, and sets everything up, you know, it's great. Yeah, how, how did you uh, get involved in it, and how many years have you done it? Um, uh, well, it's really funny, like, I, I never really heard of the tennis congress until many many years ago i had a client come up to stop the top notch and we you know i got to know her for a few years and she said to me she said you know you'd be great doing the tennis congress and i said well you know what is the tennis congress and she told me this is great event that they run at tucson tucson arizona and um you know he invites you know he selects coaches so it's not something you know you sort of sign up for you know it's sort of he goes out there you know he gets referrals and also wants to talk to you and see if you're the right fit 
and um, we hit it off straight away and, and he invited me out and the first year I was, I was going to come out and do it but I had to cancel him at the last minute because we had a, a schedule change at, at my work and wow. it didn't allow me to go out so I, I was really <laughs> bummed I missed that first year but I made it you know definitely I was going to come back the following year and I went back my first experience and I was I was blown away um, just by the, the passion of all the coaches and, and all the athletes too um, yeah. it was it was great and so this I did two years and I just finished my third year so I've been doing it for three years and um, by far it gets better and better every year well done and I know PJ uh, started off kind of on a spreadsheet but he uses technology and uh, kind of integrates what the athletes want and what the coaches are really really passionate about and the word I always hear is passion and I, I heard of it maybe six years ago through our mutual friend here in Dallas, Joe Dinnifer, who's kind of a celebrity in the industry, and then through yep. a few other coaches who sort of recommended me in there. And uh, Matt, tell us about your experience speaking, not just at the Congress, but um, coaches associations, things like that. Well, uh, first off, uh, you know, i got to give a mad shout out to PJ and Tennis Congress because that was probably the biggest thing I've ever spoken at. Yep. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll just take a quick 30 second story here like the night before like when there was a big dinner downstairs at a big banquet hall um my big presentation on on court presentation was about lobbing and alternative approach shots and i'm sitting there and i'm having a good time and i'm having drinks and we're all hanging out and i'm talking to sean i'm meeting you aj yeah. and just all these other guys and I, I, I i'm sitting there and i look up and the feeling's like five feet tall and I'm like, uh, that's gonna be a really big problem for my presentation because yeah. like 50 percent of my presentation is about lobbing shot and lobbing yeah. and, and i'm sitting there going oh, i gotta figure this out i gotta figure this out and then the next thing i know like i like i go back to the hotel room and i have to rewrite like 50 percent of my my approach <laughs> and this is like the biggest presentation of my life and I'm like kind of flying it on the fly you know yeah. and um, so I'm sitting there and like Sean jumps in it was really cool and um, but anyways most of my presentations I've been very blessed with because of USPTA Florida yeah. we have a really close association and a brotherhood and a sisterhood oh, um, and, and you know I'm a district president here and I'm active within my organization mm -hmm. and here, I know it works like this, you know, in this area that, you know, if you're if, if you're passionate and you're really forward and you're really active within your organization, you get the opportunities to kind of talk. And, um, you know, I got a couple opportunities last year to speak and it, it kind of snowballed and it's snowballing even more. Um, I just got asked to speak at Southern this year in oh, August and just a couple of other things. But I, I, I think if, you know, anybody's out there who's trying to get into that, just as I was about two years ago, it, it's just good networking and putting yourself out there and yeah. not being afraid to take risks and do it, you know. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, Tennis Congress is huge for my, my ability to speak, and it's only made more opportunity for me. And... Like I said, you know, it's given me more opportunities at other other USPTA districts, yeah. and um, I'm really grateful for that. Oh, that's great. How would uh, you, you get invited to, to teach at the uh, or be, uh, be a uh, coach at the Congress? That's kind of interesting. I would imagine also too. Somebody put you up well, to that nominate? There was this there was this Australian guy that's on the phone on the other uh -huh. end. Oh, oh. He actually plugged me in, and you know, I offered him 
a little bit of, uh, you know, Vegemite, a couple of Foster's. Some Foster's beer. Some Foster's beer. They're off, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. That's great. So you all been friends before, I guess, before the Congress. How'd you all meet? Yeah, how'd you two get together? Do you want to tell the story better? I can. <laughs> yeah, Sean, you had it was Tinder. I mean, I mean, I mean, no. <laughs> you met on Tinder, huh? Oh wow! No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say probably was what um, maybe 2011 or 2012, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's out there. Yeah, it was, it was quite a few years ago. Anyway, um, you know, we were putting some some our, um, ads out for the summer help for, for the summer at Top Notch, and I got I got a resume that popped up and. Um, you know, I looked at it, you know, and he had a very, he had Ocean Reef on there. He had a very, you know, impressive resume. And um, I said, yeah, I definitely want this guy. And um, so we sat out, we had a chat. I really liked him. And I put him forward through to my um, human resource, you know, guy, because everything has to sort of get screened through the resort. Right. They want to talk to people to make sure they're the right hire. And the, re- the human resource guy came back and said, no, I don't think he's going to be a, be a good fit because, you know, they don't really understand tennis. They just sort of, they want this polished, perfect person, you know, and you, 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 Matt was come across very confident, you know, and you know, great references. And I said, no, this is the guy that I think is going to be very good. And so from there, I, I sort of said, no, I'll take care of it. He's going to be fine. You don't need to worry. You don't understand tennis. You know, this is a guy that I think is going to be do really great, great things. So we ended up sort of hiring and um, he came up and just, knocked it out of the park. Love and, it. I mean, I've been there for probably about 15 years now, you know, and I've had a lot of pros come through there by far. You know, Matt has been probably one of my best highs ever. Thanks. And we've stayed in close contact since, um, you know, three different jobs and, you know, you know, just bouncing ideas off each other. We actually went to Disneyland a couple of years ago. His, um, his fiance and my family as well, we met up at Disneyland. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very close world. friendship. Oh, Disney World, great. sorry. That's, yeah. That's great. And uh, Disney World, you, you Matt, you just went there with your family again, right? Yeah, we just were there in December. Yeah. Um, we did Mickey's Christmas. It's, um, for me, look, I, I don't care about the price. It's, it's about it's about family time. Of you know, course. Nothing, you can't beat family time out there. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, folks at home, in, in case you're having trouble telling them apart, Matt's the American one who says his R's, <laughs> and Sean has never met an R he's pronounced, right? That's it, Mike. You know, he's an Australian in Vermont, and they don't say R's in Vermont either. So uh, They probably don't know what he's talking about at the time, do they, up there? Do they know what you're right. talking about up there in New England? That's true. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. 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 Everybody I've been around sort of, I think, understands my accent from now, so they, they, they get the... The lingo, they understand the oh, language glad. a little bit. And they, they sort of, you know, get excited when it's like, oh, look, it's an Aussie, you know, great, you know, uh, throw a shrimp on the Barbie. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, uh, Crocodile Dundee didn't do you all any favors. Yeah, that was good stereotyping. Oh, no, Paul Hogan. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not a knife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, b- back to, uh, back to, back to you guys meeting yeah. and the very corporate resort HR vibe. Um, so if they didn't know much about tennis and didn't quite get Matt's cred, uh, Matt may have come off as confident and edgy. Would you agree? Uh, definitely. You know, yeah. um, you know. I think when you when, when you're talking to somebody, you know, he's like, yeah, mate. You know, like he, he's very, you know, a little casual. You know, casual. Also, casual. You know, very, very, very confident. Yeah, yeah. And that was actually my my impression because when Matt and I met, 
it was the the day he found out about the five foot ceilings and his loving and he had to improv and all that. And Matt, uh, you told me about a T-shirt. I think I was wearing something a little rock and roll too. And you told me about a T-shirt that you had. And 24 hours later, he's wearing it. It's he's wearing a blazer with a T-shirt with Bruce Lee with uh, headphones on, DJing. Oh. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, I love this guy. I will immediately give him a hug. And I realize he's a little edgy and confident, and that shirt says it all for me. The day you and I met, I was wearing a Bob Marley T-shirt. That's, that's what it was, yes. Dressed up. Like, that was like the Friday night or the Thursday night of the party where it was like, that's right. like business, business smart was yeah. what was yeah. up the, the, the menu. And everyone's like, in, you know, like dressed nice and this and that. Yeah, I show up on a Bob Marley t-shirt. I love it. <laughs> Nothing speaks to business like Bob Marley. Yeah. I actually had I actually had a nice shirt on too and as it gets warm and whatever and when the whatever the, the business smart is done, smart casual is done, I took the sort of real shirt off to reveal a an undershirt and said the jam. So similar era, buddy. I like it. Different music but similar. Yeah. You and I clicked like crickets and mice. <laughs> <laughs> like, bang. Peanut butter and jelly. Immediate. Oh, all three or four. Peanut butter and Chinese food. Peanut butter and Chinese food, which of course makes it Thai food, right? Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Vegemite and curry. So correct. Uh, you are correct, sir. That's good. That, uh, whenever, uh, whenever Craig puts me on the spot and I come up with one of those, I'm like, Craig, that was the 10 improv classes I, I took in the 90s. So there it is. And Matt, you must have taken some improv classes because a lot of the speaking is being well prepared. Craig Bell is very humble and isn't really talking about it, so I kind of will. Uh, he speaks at everything. He is uh, uh, our USPTA Texas president. Uh, about to end that term in about three or four weeks, right? Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been doing it for ages. And uh, he, sort of like Sean hired Matt, Craig was responsible for getting me on the board of the USPTA Texas. And when he speaks, he's not only well-prepared, but he has to improv a bit too. Sometimes. You yeah. do. Every I can feel it. And yeah. I, I mean, I know you're improving and I love it. And some people are like, damn, he's polished. So I, I feel that way about Matt Bacon, so uh, well done there. And yeah. you guys did your Tennis Congress presentation this past year with the low ceilings. You did it together, am I right? Correct. Yeah. Sean was, Sean was very, I was very fortunate to have Sean do it with us. Did, did, did you always go down on your knees and lob each other, or did you find some midgets in Tucson that you were able, or little people, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say midgets, but little people. Did you find some little people out there with, with the 19-inch rackets that you could, you could practice lobbying some with? cute little ones. I think we used a low compression balls. I think they helped a lot. So yeah. yeah, we actually the funny thing was like there was like no real balls in the in the uh, exhibit hall. So we had to use red ball or orange balls. I think they were so orange they, and green dot. If I recall, orange. Yeah, orange. And the, the funny thing was, God, I wish I, I wish I emailed um, TJ like once or twice. I'm like, you've got to give me this video. <laughs> um, but I said like it's all about like. My, my thing I, I talked about was like, you know, for anybody below a 4-0, level player, you know, taking an approach on cross-court isn't going to really statistically be advantage for you. Right. So, like, we're working, like, chip shots down the line right at someone or lob. Obviously, lob worked because the ceiling was five feet tall. Yeah. Um, but Sean, so I'm, like, teaching these people, like, all right, so I, I asked Sean. I'm like, all right, Sean, take the approach shot cross court, and with an orange ball, I see the short ball. He comes in on a pretty deep, like, 
Sean's approach is like literally two inches off the baseline, and I slap this pure winner, like yeah. the most pure winner, <laughs> off like through the middle. I mean, it's like the cleanest ball I've hit probably in my life. Oh, yeah. Hang on, in my life. And <laughs> everybody in the crowd goes ooh, ah, and I'm like, don't ooh and all that. That was like a pure slap. <laughs> God, I wish I had that on video because that was like everybody was like, whoa. Even I was like, whoa, for a second, but it, it didn't mean anything. It was like pure crap. I money. love it. And, and, and instant cred with the crowd. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So whatever I said after that was like pure gold because I hit this massive slap, pure clean winner <laughs> through the middle, no one touched, with a north ball. So it sounded really good on an <laughs> building anyways. Indoors, so yeah. Like a shotgun show going off. But what were you all doing inside? Was it raining out or something? or did, That was just where we were scheduled. That was just where the exhibit hall had the, the full court. Oh, okay. Um, it was really cool. Actually, it was really the lighting was amazing. It was it was actually a really cool spot to have it. Right. But yeah, like right. the ceilings were like you had a duck to walk in. Like Chewbacca couldn't play double. <laughs> 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 this was at the El Conquistador, right? Yeah, it's it, the resort. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah, Tucson. Yeah. 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 yeah nice, nice facility. Yeah. yeah. Very, very nice facility. Yeah. Well, guys, let's switch over to set two. Uh, we want to talk about big picture, maybe pro tennis. Yeah. Open. Yeah. Um, that's coming yeah. up. I've heard that's coming up. Anyway. Oh, I'm I'm so pumped. Yeah. Now we're watching some. Actually, behind us, there's. Uh, uh, we have a green screen on Adelaide the tournament. Yeah, Adelaide. Everybody's yeah. opposite-handed, so they're they're practicing with their opposite hands. Yeah, they, they instead look, of being right-handed, they're playing left-handed tennis. Yeah, so they're they're just practicing right now for the Australian Open just to see what it's like yeah. with, with the other, other hand. hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah, who, who, we, who do we have back behind her? That's uh, oh, Belinda Benchik and Daria yeah. Casta. I can't say I can't say her name, so she's not going to win. <laughs> Kasatkina. Kasatkina. Who? Kasatkina. Yeah, she she happens win. to be. I, I always like the. Uh, the difficult names to pronounce and the edgier players like Nick. Uh, Ash Barty used to be an edgy player. Now she's just world number one and amazing. We'll get to her in a second. But she's I've always great. loved Dasha Kazakina. Um, you know, beautiful game and a lot of variety and not a lot of wins this past year. And I, I don't like her. I can't say I her name. Into, yeah, I can't that. say her name. She, she's not any good. You know? Well, you guys, let's yeah. talk a little bit about yep. um, uh, hit us with your impressions of uh, Davis Cup and ATP Cup. And if you want, you can talk about Labor Cup and the uh, the uh, dissolution of the Hopman Cup over in Perth. And then maybe you can switch uh, gears over to the Australian Open. And if you want to pick some winners, that's good, too. Uh, Sean, let's start with you. Yeah, um, just going through like the, the, the ATP Cup, uh, ATP Cup, I think was a, um, a, a huge win for them. Um, I was watching a lot of the matches. I think it just created something just totally different um, leading up to you know the Australian Open. It yeah. created that sort of almost like that Davis Cup environment, just in different cities. And I think it was a, a, a great thing. You know, the guys were in Brisbane and they were in Perth. They were in you know, Sydney, yeah. you know, everybody got to, got to see, you know, just a different game, you know, they're all having fun, they're cheering, and, and I think got more of the crowd involved too, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. Davis Cup, you know, definitely, you know, more of the traditional sort of style, I like it, you know, when they play, you know, throughout the year, rather just in one venue, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I like, you know, when it's sort of, you know, in the early part of the year, middle part, you know, towards the end of the year, I'm not, right. a, not a huge fan of it, just being all in one, you know, one weekend. Um, and talking about Labor Cup, you know, Labor Cup, I think, is, is magic. It's it's fantastic. You know, this year, coming into Boston as well is going to be amazing. I'm oh, you're going. That's that. only like, that's only two, three-hour drive for you. 
yeah, that's that's really easy for us to shoot down and, and check that out. But yeah, yeah but moving the Australian Open, I'm uh, I'm super excited. You know, I to home slam. Um, you know, I did, it's, yeah, I got great you know support from all the crowd. You know, this year it's like you look at the depth of the men and the women. It's it's really hard. You know, it all depends on how the draw goes through. You know, because a lot of those guys that are inside the top, you know, 32 for the guys, and even the women, you know, there's, it, it's hard to predict. You know, I'd like to see Nick, you know, he's playing some good tennis, he's having fun, and, you know, he just he looks so relaxed that, you know, maybe he, and the best part about now, too, I think he has a lot more of the support of the Australian public. You know, with all this tragedy going on with the bushfires yeah. and stuff, he, um, you know, he started early about you know donating money for you know two hundred dollars for every AC hit, and then Incredible. he you know, really made a big big push for Australia uh, for tennis Australia to sort of you know start this charity, this rally to relief to raise more money, and and all the other players are, and, and for the, the men's side and the women's side are jumping on you know the bandwagon a little bit too, and yeah. donating money for aces, and then Ash Brody donating a prize money, and yeah, all Serena forty forty something thousand. Well. Yeah. Yeah, she, she donated her whole check, not just a part of it. That's impressive. Are, are Leighton, yeah. are Leighton and Nick buddies again after playing at the ATP Cup? They didn't. I didn't hear anything. I, I know they're not always best of friends. You think that they're uh, have mended the, the bridges and maybe uh, you know are blokes again? I, I think so. You know, all the all the all the, you know, the, 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 the Facebook and Instagram posts and just the sort of images that were shown on the, 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 during the matches. You know, I think that would. They're definitely a lot more, you know, sort of, you know, buddies, buddies. But, you know, who knows? Um, but I think at the moment, you know, the big thing is that they're all having fun. You know, they're having yeah. a great time. And, and it shows. It's great for the sport. It's great for the sport. And it kind of goes back as we as we head over to Matt for a second. It, it echoes Matt's sentiment about how magical and amazing um, uh, team tennis is and the sisterhood and the brotherhood you see in those. Matt, tell us about your impressions of Davis Cup, ATP Cup, and the upcoming Australian Open. Yeah, uh, I think uh, ATP Cup was. It, it's actually it, if they do it right, if they if they really kind of work it through, um, it could be really something special. Um, you know, you got that Davis Cup vibe, you got that World Cup vibe. You know, but the thing oh. is, with that, you get that team vibe. Um, you know, with Serbia winning and, and Joker pulling out singles and doubles, yeah. uh, it was unbelievable. You know, and you know, I, I think. I really think, you know, Nick said it best in a press conference not too long ago. If tennis doesn't start moving towards team sports, we're going to lose a lot of kids. And I think he's absolutely correct. And uh, if you look at a lot of the, the way that junior tournaments are being set up here in Florida, you know, they're doing team singles, team doubles, where you put a squad of three together, a squad of four together. Um, and they're starting to make these kind of tournaments where it's more team-oriented. Um and I, and I think it's a smart move because I think kids gravitate towards team sports more, uh, more and more. And it, 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 it's smart if we don't. You know, there's a great friend of mine who says, if we don't adapt, we die. Yeah. And, you know, I think the team sport kind of concept with, with the tennis is actually a really smart idea, especially with the juniors, because, you know, you, you, it, it, it's all about sociability. You know, back when I grew up, it yeah. wasn't about sociability. But, look, kids are different. You know, we're all different now. And, um, you know, kids want to post on their Instagram and their Facebook and this and that. And they want to be part of a culture and they want to be part of a team. And um, I, I think it's really smart for the ATP and the WTA to really kind of gravitate towards these team concepts, you know. Yeah. And 
Um, Just a thought here, uh, Matt. You know, you got me thinking here on something. Was there too big a push for singles the last fifteen or twenty years? Maybe you know, you know, even, even um, you know, doubles, uh, mixed doubles wasn't really promoted as much. I, I, I'm liking what you're talking about right there. I just was just thinking that uh, uh, in my mind, I know that uh, marketing, the, uh, the all those people say that everybody wants to watch singles. I. And you're saying just the opposite. People want to play a team sport, which is like doubles or maybe mixed doubles or even like college tennis. Hopefully those yeah. guys will listen. That's another rabbit hole. Don't get me started on that. But uh, the, uh, do you think that there was too much pr- uh, push towards singles play possibly? I, I think, I, I, Craig, that's a great question, actually. Yeah. I think a lot of it was pushed by the old guard. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you had a lot of old guard guys in charge of a lot of power. You know, and, and they pushed what they knew, and it was singles, and this is how we did it. And I remember growing up, and I played 14, 16 at the same time. And uh, no matter what, you played by yourself. Yeah. You know, and um, I, I think a lot of old old mentalities were pushed through for a very long time. And those old mentalities from the old old directors and old 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 commissioners and whatever you want to call them, they were pushed through by the younger guys. So. I think the baby boomer kind of concept of, you know, by yourself, strap, you know, you're picking up by the bootstraps and this and that. I think a lot of those old directors are starting to phase out. And I think a lot of the, the younger guys that think outside the box are starting to take control a little bit. Yeah. And I think they're starting to learn that, you know, the kids gravitate towards team sports. And, and my kids, you know, when we play doubles, you know, on the third week of four week process um, of our, of our, of our, you know, they really gravitate towards doubles. They really gravitate towards towards teams, and yeah. and you know, we we have to kind of figure out the sport is, you know, we got to adapt it or we're going to lose it. Yeah, I think we still all like singles, but just for me, I mean, the majority of people play doubles. The people we yeah. all work with play doubles. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but I just think that. Uh, uh, like what you said, I think there was some old guard at the top that uh, were trying to protect their own interests, you know, unfortunately. Um, and I think Djokovic, Djokovic actually alluded to the fact that we needed to put more prize money in, in different places. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just me. I, I like your point there. You know, in Texas, we have a, a huge number of kids that play high school tennis. And it, it's really remarkable. It's impressive. It, it's, it's unbelievable what they do. And they, they played the girls and the boys together. Uh, and mixed. And mixed doubles. In, yes. in, a, in a dual match. In a dual match. Yes, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, the format is remarkable. It's uh, And it goes really well. Six singles. Uh, three doubles. Three dubs. And that's men's. Yep. Six singles, three dubs. That's women's and one mixed. One mixed. Oh. And it, it's a year-round sport. So if you have a you have a team uh, that just ended about November, so that that's in the fall yeah. where you play a team and event, state champs, right? State champs right. and all that kind of stuff. And if you're on a crummy team, you have all the individuals to look forward to. That's uh, coming up uh, yeah. this spring. You've got uh, you can play singles, doubles, or mixed. You, yeah. you can't play all three, but you've got you've got to declare. Right. And that's what they, we have tournament. Play for, for high schools, and then then the, the uh, district, regionals, and state go on basically in April, and then in May it finishes up. But it's just you know, my son; he, he's a, he was a nice player, but he he played high school tennis, and it was really yeah. a great. I think he looks back on it, and I know there are some that said, "Why why have him play?" I'm like, well, you know, it's fun, and most of the people aren't going to remember that he maybe won a USTA match, but they're going to remember if, if Plano West beat Plano yeah. or Plano East. I mean, that's yeah. that was kind of a big, big deal. rivalry. Yeah, Matt, you're. Um, but also think about like think about what those kids learn playing mixed up. 
triples and doubles together. Oh, sure. They're learning what it takes to operate in a, in a corporate environment. Absolutely. Yeah, that'll help them as salespeople, lawyers, uh, right. whatever they do later on, yeah. Yeah, right. or just even it, moms, dads. Those are lessons that you can't learn anywhere else. Yeah, you get great, you got to work. Point. Yeah, work together. But I just liked your point. I just I was thinking about that. We haven't really ever talked about team sports, and you brought that up. And I, I hope that uh, if anybody's listening that that has some influence, or maybe it's no. just us, we got to keep harping on the fact that yeah, the ATP Cup. I think it was really fun. I th- I thought it was cool to see. You know, the it was kind of interactive, like the. Uh, 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 Labor Cup, yeah. where, the, where the guys could actually talk to the players and That's the coaches. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Mic'd, yeah, yeah. I, I want. Uh, I, I love Matt's answer so much, and it reminded me of something. You know, uh, Sean, you were joking that Matt was confident and edgy. Um, there was a t- <laughs> there was a teaching pro that I knew back in Northern California, just barely. And Craig, as president and his committee, his board had Chris Anderson is his name. Oh yes, had him speak yeah. at the USPTA Texas conference. Yes, that's correct. And it was a little edgy and confident of him to suggest how weird and lonely people think tennis is, because by the end of a tournament, whether it's a Sunday afternoon or evening or a Monday. There are five people playing, two players, or there, there's two players playing, and one or two parents, one or two coaches, and it's pretty desolate and lonely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And here you are hoisting a fairly good trophy or wearing a pretty big time medal, and five people saw it. Right. And yeah. he was really big on we got to make some changes and make it more team like. There was some excitement in the room, uh, certainly from, from me or, or uh, you know, the more enthusiastic uh, team sport kind of people. And some people in the room, and maybe that's what Matt's talking about, old guard crowd, were like, oh, that's weird, that's crazy. Well, it's happening. And here we are three years years later, and it's actually happening in Florida and Texas. So kudos to the idea. And, um, hey, um, switching back to the Australian Open a moment, I respect, my, my head respects when Sean said it's so hard, depends on the draw. Uh, but Matt's the guy with the blue, uh, with the Bruce Lee DJ T-shirt. Matt, give us an Australian <laughs> Open. Yeah, let's uh, let's give us some picks, bro. He's got some kung fu fighting. Um, my picks, my picks for the Australian. I think you're gonna get a mix of the young and the old. I think yeah. you're gonna get like a Rafa or a Joker to get through, and I think you're gonna see someone like a like a Medvedev, you know, or you're gonna get like a young guy like a Kachanov. Yeah, you're gonna get a young guy who's not afraid of the old guys anymore and you're going to start to see this shift in balance where you might see like a Djokovic winning five or four deep um, but you're going to see one of these young guys like you know Zver is not playing as good as I think he could be playing I agree um, I want I, yeah. Like, yeah. I agree I, I want Zverev to a young guy go deep I want Zverev to, to donate to the bushfires 200 for every double fault <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That guy has a little bit of the yips. It has some yips action yeah. there going. I like your answer. How about women's draw? Yep. Who you thinking on the women's side? Uh, women's draw. I, I really think. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, no, I think also on Matt's thing too. I think the other one to really look at is uh, for the young guard is that Alex Dimonov. Oh, you know, wow, that wow. kid played Demon. great. You know, he, he just took it to Rafa, you know, yeah. and, like, he, he came close, but he showed no fear, and I think having that home crowd behind him, I think he's someone definitely to watch. He is so fit, too. I, I you know, I, I know I've always been nervous about, okay, can Nick go seven matches, five sets? <laughs> Alex Dimonor can go seven matches, five sets. I can feel it. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, 
He's unreal. He, he took it to him, like you said. Uh, let's go to the women, fellas. What about Serena? Who, do you think she's going to make it? Let me start off with that. Um, you know, you know, Serena, Serena just had a great you know, tournament in Oakland. She, yeah. she looked amazing. You know, yeah, she looked right. great. You know, and then you also had Pliskova, who you did really, really well. Yeah. Um, you know, you had Halep, who's back with Darren Cahill now, too, this yeah. year. So, you know, that's a that's someone else, you know, who's, I think, could, could do really well in that tournament. Um, you know, that's, that's my sort of three. That's great. I, I will tell you, I was kind of laughed at, uh, and, and my picks are sometimes edgy, right after the U.S. Open when Ash Barty didn't win Wimbledon or the U.S. Open, I told two of our guests and, and uh, Coach Lama, he, Division One college coaches, both these guys, laughed at me a little bit and I said, you will see Nick do better than ever. And just jokingly, I said, Nick and Barty. And I'm sticking to it. Nick and Barty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Ash is... Uh, Aussie, Aussie. Aussie. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to pull rank on Zamanic here and be a little more Australian than Sean. No, Rafa? Well, what about Rafa? <laughs> what, why are you not going with Rafa? Well, yeah. very, very flattered that uh, Matt Bacon uh, picked me, but, uh, uh, you know, Novak is much, much better than me. No, he's, um, Roger is much, much better than me. Uh, Dimenor is much, much bigger hitter than me. He's much faster so I basically have no chance. All I can do is be humble, be hungry, embrace the heat, embrace the humidity. Every time I go to the towel or straighten my water bottle, I will donate 2000 to the bushfires. What if you pick your nose and t- touch your eyebrows? I touch my shorts. It's yes. 500 for the bushfires. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And is Uncle Tony? What about Uncle Tony? Will he be there? Ah, Uncle Tony, Carlos Moya, no. They're going to be advi- advising me very, very well and uh, coaching me f- uh, illicitly from the stands, and I will understand everything they say. I will I will do it, and uh going to be a good week, maybe. But, but Adrian's not taking you. I'm sorry to say that. So I yeah, just want, want you to know that. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, hey, did you guys hear that? Rafa was kind of mad about the ATP Cup. No. And the pro-Serbian crowd, he got a little upset. Really? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah. I, and, and, I saw that. And that's very rare that Djokovic has more support than anybody oh, anywhere in the world. It's very unusual. And it's thanks to the the lots of former Yugoslavs in uh, Australia, right? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> but it's funny to see Rafa get his ruffles. I mean, because I, I think he needs to be the good guy. Like, if... He does. It's very hard for him to be the bad guy, and he got the crowd against him, and he didn't take it very well, so he, like, poo-pooed on the crowd at ATP Tour. Did you poo-poo on the crowd, Rafa? (laughs) What? You know, I I had a lot of Mexican food, no? (laughs) Then in Australia? (laughs) Oh, okay. It was very, very aggravated in the stomach, no? And uh, I had to fly from Perth. It's very far. I had the toughest draw. Uh, You know, and he does have a little bit of a a point. I mean, part of it is, you know, you got to suck it up, but... Part of it is the dude did have three hours time. Is it three hours time difference, right, from Perth to the East Coast? Yeah. Yeah, not not an easy journey. So I, I guess he's got a little platform. And, I mean, it's a team event, and here they are. They, it's time to get uh, get focused on themselves and uh, big-time tournament. So why did you not play doubles, you know, with uh, <laughs> you know, with one of the guys, Roth? You know? Well, Lopez is much, much better than me. No, I'm, I'm worthless. And what about Bob the Baptist and, and uh, hey. Karina B- Busta Gu- uh, Busta is much better than me. Rob the Baptist, as you call him, Craig. Bob, Bob, Bob yeah, the Baptist. Bob the Baptist. Uh, Roberto is my idol. He's much, 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 much stronger than me in the head, in the body. He's but they call you the Tordo. They call you the bull. <laughs> the bull. Not, not, not <laughs> this tournament. Huh? <laughs> no. He's so humble, and everybody's better than him, and the guy's got 19 slams. Right. Just, I'll always make fun of that, and I love it.
So, so anyway, back to the women. Sorry, we got we yeah. got we went down another rabbit hole. Oh, there. sorry. That was my fun. Fault. That was totally. fun. No, that was fun. Totally my fault. No, I started that up. But what about the women? What about the women? What do you all think? Yeah. Go, Sean. Well, as I said before, I think you know Serena looks really good. She had just great results in in, in Auckland. Mm. Um, you know, also too, I think you know Pliskova just winning. You know, the tournament. She looks great. Um, you know, I, I'd like to see Halep do well. I just, you know, because she's back with Darren and Cahill yeah. again. And I know, I know AJ, you know, thinks Birdie. And, you know, maybe, I just don't know whether, you know, she, she, I think she will get to, you know, pretty close to the semis or the quarters, but I just don't think she'll get to the finals. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. You know, the, the other big thing we should talk about, too, is that the, the first week, I was looking at the weather, too, and the weather looks great for the first week. You know, it's in the mid-70s, you know, where I know last wow. year, I think the first week that was, like, in the, the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty warm, I, I, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. that first week, it, the, I think everybody was was talking about even closing the roof, weren't they? I think if I recall correctly, they were talking about closing the roof because yeah. because of the heat. There, there was that talk about what is it at, if it gets over a hundred and five something on the yeah, court. Yeah, I think so 40, 40 Celsius or thirty nine yeah. Celsius. Yeah, yeah, but. The other thing they were talking about too a little bit. I was yeah. listening to another Djokovic I think was meeting with because um, he said the ATP players council was the uh, the air quality. Yeah, oh, yeah. Any issues. Yeah, the smoke. Yeah, that's right. They did mention. But, but I think it's going to be pretty good. I've I've talked to a couple of people down there, and uh, they all seem to. Our buddy Mark Gonzalez with uh, Yonex. Yep, he was. Uh, uh, down there, and I was talking to him uh, via text. He said it was it was great. He said there's no problems right now. Yeah. I have another buddy that's awesome. that, that's so it's going to be fine. Also, I just want to be uh, a shout out to your mom. Uh, yes, Cheryl Zamonic is is watching and listening. Yeah, thank you. We're down under. <laughs> is she down under? Was she down in uh, Brisbane or where's she? Briz. All right. Yeah, Brisbane. Yeah. All right, we were Love represented it. down in Brisbane, Australia. What a, Love it. We are. Man, let's see. So let's we're see. It's nine o'clock. So it'd be in the afternoon. Probably yeah. in the afternoon down yeah, there. So it's not seventeen nine. hours ahead, right? Right. Yep. So we well, we, we we appreciate uh, shout out to Sean's you. mom, Matt. What do you think on the ladies? Go go. Give us a. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be kind of a dark horse kind of thing, like you've seen all year. Maybe you know, and Dressu kind of came out of nowhere to win a lot. I think she's gonna be a dark horse. Not a dark horse, but I think she's gonna be a strong favorite. You know, I think Ben Chase is gonna have a good, good run. I mean, it, it basically depends on the on the draw. Yeah, um, and and possibly injuries. I know Bianca's feeling a knee problem. I'm so impressed with you know big serve, huge forehand, and she drop shots. And and nobody can handle like they can't read the big forehand or the drop. So no one likes pace. Yeah, no one likes off speed in the women's tour. They don't. It's it's wild. Yeah, and she understands spin. She's a positive, cool girl too. Yeah. So just like, so, go ahead. I'm rooting for the Americans, man. I'm gonna go for Sofa. You know, Sophie Kennan. Oh uh, yeah. For Madison. You know, Allison. I, who knows, man? Serena. I'm rooting. You know, how can you root for Serena to break it? You know. Yeah. Yeah, down in, did, down in did, Australia. Did I read somewhere that interest you pulled out. Yes, I, I, that's that was the knee. That was the knee, yes. right? Yes. Too bad. Yeah. Too yeah. bad. Well, that goes my pick. Yeah. Why the root for the Americans? Go Serena. Go Madison. And Kennan and Sophia Kennan. Hey, Matt, uh, you're in Florida. Is it Sonia Kennan who I knew from juniors, and now it's Sophia Kennan? Which is it? I would go with whatever that her label sponsors want her to go with. Gotcha, gotcha. Because it is the same person. Right. <laughs> same person, but like whatever her sponsors think are going to sell more rackets, shoes, yeah. underwear, socks. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting you all didn't pick Osaka, Naomi Osaka, the yeah. recently transported Japanese who That's was right. who, who was American all the time. Japanese. You're right. She's turning Japanese. Yeah. That a- <laughs> I really think so. 
<laughs> hey, the vapors. Nice. All right. Nice. 80s yeah, we, we, do, we do esoteric references here. I had to get one of those in. Actually, you, you know, recent guest on the podcast, Mariano Puerta, has picked Naomi Osaka. So it's nice that these guys didn't because we've got a nice smash. Wait, well, I wanted to pick the number four ranked woman in the world. Yeah, that's right. So do you all think Serena gets the 24th and ties Margaret down under? Come on, go out on the limb. Let's go out on the limb. What's that? Depends on the draw. No, come on, don't say that. Come on, we got to say something. I think she gets it this year. I'll go there. I think she gets it this you year. You do? Okay. Later yeah. this year at okay. Wimbledon or here in New York. Wimbledon, I think Wimbledon. I think she gets a Wimbledon in the U.S. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Either one, yeah, I agree. Agreed. Well, yeah. fellas, let's go to our third set. This is pop culture and fun questions. Um, these guys uh, are right. more than ready for this. Really? <laughs> more than ready, for sure. All right. Yeah, we call it rapid fire or fast, fast hands, hands, reflex volleys, that kind of thing. Well, and no need to go, you know, dig, digs very deep. Uh, just, oh, great. Oh, oh, I want to do something CB, real sorry. quick. You, before we get to that third set. I wanted to do yeah. something. AJ didn't even know about this. Yeah, so, this, is, uh, imp- this is CB This is in, I'm improving right here because this is really, you know, I like, to, I like history and I like uh, things that go on around uh, the great game. And today is the most famous day in, in 1980, January 12th. This will be, you all died laughing because you'll know what this is. As soon as I start talking about this, you probably, does it, anybody know what this day is in tennis history? January 12th, it's not Australian Open because in, in the 80s, early 80s, it was in, in, in the December. end of the year. Right. Is it something to do with the Masters in Madison Court Garden? Uh, this would be the Lithuanian Lion. Oh. One of his famous statements. They would be Vetus Geralis declaring in his post-match press conference. Oh, yes. I quote, nobody beats Vetus Geralis 17 times in a row, unquote. And in a 16-match losing streak to Jimbo Connor, 5-2 and two in the semis of the Masters, Masters in Madison Square Garden. Garden. Right. I wish I were there that day. Oh. I went early rounds that, that tournament. Yep. And uh, Vetus was a local hero. Oh, and Jimmy clearly wasn't right uh, and, <laughs> and we all as a junior tennis player okay 1980 so i was probably 11 playing 12 and unders maybe sometimes 14s but we all absolutely freaked yeah. hearing that reading that you know a week later in tennis week or whatever yes. and we all love vetus so oh, vetus was great i dude, just good I, I found i found that today and i go I, I gotta throw that in there because shout out to uh the late great lithuanian lion love vetus gerolitis what what a true funny guy that was and a great tennis player as well on top yeah. of that you know all all accounts ricky meyer talked about oh, vetus. Yeah. remember we had yeah but, they played they yeah they practiced played. all the time yeah, yeah yeah they said he was just a really great guy and, and uh you know vetus so shout out to vetus today January 12th, 1980. That would be 40 Beautiful. years ago. 40 Beautiful. years ago. These guys weren't even around 40 wow. years ago. Yeah, and Craig, excellent uh, segue into the pop culture segment yes. because Vetus was obviously a Lithuanian Lion uh, tennis player, but he was in the uh, band. pop culture. Pop culture, oh yeah, he was big yeah. time. All right, guys, here it is. All right. First band you saw in concert. First band, Sean, Down Under. It probably was Midnight Oil or maybe... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> First time I saw a concert, I'd say it would have to be, uh, I think I saw Sting. Sting? Sting. Really? From really? Yeah. yeah. Down in Brisbane? Where, where was he? Yeah. Really? Yeah, in Brisbane. Huh. Was, was he, which, what was he singing at that time? Was he on the Lion King tour, or was he, uh, what was he on? This must have been late 80s. <laughs> <laughs> By himself. It was great. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's Interesting. Awesome. All right, what Matt, about, how about you? What about you, Matt? Uh, Metallica Black Album Tour, 8th grade. What? Wow. Meta- you in eighth grade? Did your parents let you go see Metallica? Uh, here's 
I'll, I'll tell you a 30-second story. Please, uh, yeah. Later, earlier in that summer, Pearl Jam came to St. Louis on the Jeremy okay. tour. Okay. And my mom wouldn't let me go see him because there was a... All my friends had, like... It was a grunge era, right? Yeah. So all my friends had this Pearl Jam t-shirt from Jeremy. said 9 out of 10 kids prefer crayons to guns. Uh-huh. So she thought it was like some devil band or some crap, <laughs> yeah. right? So... <laughs> All my friends had to go see Pearl Jam, and I was like, Mom, please go, please go, please, please, please. And she's like, no, you're not going to go see Pearl Jam. So she found out that all my friends had to go see Pearl Jam, and she listened to the band, and they were pretty good. So my cousin Kevin, who was metalhead in the time in St. Louis, Missouri, uh-huh. so Metallica comes through, and she's like, yeah, you can go see Metallica. And I think it was like a makeup call because she had a fan on Pearl Jam. So I go, Mom, can I go see Pearl Jam with my cousin Kevin? And yeah. she's like, yeah, you can go to that. But and I was like, oh, what? what? So I saw Pearl Jam on their Black Album tour. Uh, Metallica. Hey, um, Craig Metallica. has to know, is your cousin Kevin, is his last name also Bacon? Yes, I am related, but oh, it's like 15,000 separations. Uh, no, I'm, I'm at this, I'm <laughs> no, at this, this Kevin, Kevin the, your the one the Metallica show. Right. I saw, yeah, so it worked. So we saw Metallica on the Black Album Tour my eighth grade year, and they oh. entered, they started with Inner Sandman. Yes, so, or early 90s, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, oh, that's a My ears bled for days, but it was worth it. I'm sure. Hey, uh, so the Kevin who went with Metallica, uh, went with you to Metallica, is his last name Bacon, that cousin? No. Okay. Oh, different. okay. Different. Okay. <laughs> maternal, <laughs> maternal side yeah, of the family. That's where we were. Work, we were yeah. working that street over there with Kevin okay, Bacon. Okay. And then the next question is, of yeah. course, how many degrees of separation? And right. Matt already answered about fifteen. Right. Not bad. Not right. bad. All right, guys. Now here's a, here's another question. All right. Yeah. This is a really. This is one will make you think. All right. So if you were in a band, all right. If you could sing, do do all this stuff. All right. Th- hypothetical. Are you lead singer, lead guitarist, drummer, keyboards, bass guitarist? What 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 are you, Sean? What are you? Guitarist. Guitarist. Guitar. Okay. Are, you, are you lead guitarist? Or are you are you the bass guitarist? Lead guitarist. Oh, you're out front. You know, you're out there. Uh, like, excellent. Eddie Van Halen. Like AC DC. AC There you go. Angus. Angus. Yeah. yeah. So, did you put the knee socks on and wear the shorts? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're just stereotypical guys, all right. <laughs> all right. What about you, Matt? Yeah. What do you What are you What are you doing in the band? Uh, I'm probably the agent collecting all the money. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be a lead singer, man. i got to be a lead singer. Lead singer? Lead singer. And, and you know, singer. I'm in front. I'm the guy with the hairy chest and the yeah. spandex outfit. Love <laughs> are, you, are you David Lee Roth and jumping around? <laughs> Definitely. Dude, I, would take, I would take him. I would take Molly Cruz Life. I would take them all. Yep, <laughs> I absolutely. Love it. I like it. Love it. All right. All right. Uh, next favorite movie? What, what, what do you guys watch? What are you all watching? <laughs> Go, Sean. Favorite movie. Not Crocodile Dundee. Uh, we know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Not Crocodile Dundee? Oh. <laughs> oh, favorite movie. Favorite movie. I, guess. I like Die Hard. Die Hard oh. is one of my favorites. Yeah. I was, was going to figure that. Die yeah. Hard. I might, all of them? All six of them? Isn't there like Die Hard 6 or something? <laughs> it's a great Christmas movie. The, the, the yeah. first couple were good, and I think it's just a little bit, uh, a little bit weird towards the end. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was watching. They had some Die Hards on. I was After about... After about three, they started the, the uh, uh, movies were just they went downhill pretty fast. And yeah, it just didn't. Real didn't fast. Yeah, they oh, were. That's too bad. But um, Mel Gibson and Die Hard, good Christmas music. You know, I mean, good Christmas movie. You know? That's definitely. What about you, Matt? 
Matt Bacon, <laughs> what do you like? Favorite? I, I don't think I have a favorite. I have like, I have, I have several categories. Okay, um, shoot. Uh, you can't go wrong with Star Wars. You can't go wrong with Godfather. You can't go wrong with Casino. Classic. Um, Wedding Crashers. I mean, my God, there's so many movies. Yeah. Um, I, there's no favorite. I, I can't favorite a movie. There's just so many. You have to. You have to give me like a like. Give me a specific like. A specific Here we go. Um, favorite Animal comedy. Duncan. Comedy. Give us comedy. Favorite comedy. Animal House. Animal oh, House. Ooh, good one. watch that a lot. Yeah. Good, good, solid, and classic. That's great. Uh, James Bond. Favorite James Bond. Yeah, which is your favorite James Bond? Both guys. Both guys. Yeah. I thought Golden Eye. Oh, Golden Eye. Yes. On the recent oh, side. Favorite James Bond. Um, and I tell you what, dude, he the new guy's good. Um, Daniel Craig. Casino Royale is so good, but I still have to go old school Sean Connery. I have to go with Goldfinger. Oh, that was oh. Craig's answer too. Nice. Goldfinger. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. Well, what's your game? <laughs> what's your game, Mr. Bond? Mr. I always Bond. I always ask Adrian, what's his game? That's the Oric uh, Goldfinger, Goldfinger line on the golf course. What's your game, Mr. Bond? <laughs> with, that, with the Dutch accent. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. What do you all enjoy doing? Cooking, eating, drinking, or all of the above? I know. I know. I know. Sean, he's probably drinking. What do you like to cook? Above. What do you cook? Besides Vegemite. Uh, yeah, we cook like like pasta. I like to grill a lot. You know, even in the winter, we, we go you know, 365 days. There's oh, no one else. Really. Do, do you call it a barbie even up in Vermont? Love it, love it. How about you, Matt? What do you enjoy most, cooking or eating or drinking? All three above. But also, uh, I mean, guys, really, like, what would you value more, cooking, eating, or drinking? I mean, they're all the same. You get pleasure from all three. You do. Um, I, I shouldn't say drinking because that would make me sound asshole-y. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would have to go with all three. I mean, yeah. but also, I have to cooking because it gives everyone else pleasure that's cool that's a good answer <laughs> so I'm not and, a very and, good and while you're cooking you mm-hmm. can you can drink a bit too right. and eat a little bit too there uh-huh. we go Shiner sure, that's yeah. from Texas there you go. nice going there yeah alright another, another big question here alright this yes. along the dinner line alright so this is actually a, a pretty good question we stumped a few people on this yeah. alright so and you can have more than, than four but who do you invite to dinner at your dinner party alright so if you were to invite and it can be Current history, back in history, back to the you know, you know Roman days. It can yeah. be you know anybody you want to invite. Who are your dinner guests at uh, the Zamanic table and at the Bacon table? Oh, that's a good question. It's a really good question. Um, sports. It could be sports people. You know, you could say you could invite Rafa. You know, to, <laughs> to come. He might have something. You know, he might have some free time. Anybody you want, boys. Uh, uh, Andy Murray has a little free time also too, doesn't he, Andy? Oh uh, man, I'd be honored to uh, to be invited to either of these dinner parties. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you keep boring. <laughs> he might put you to sleep. Andy might put you to sleep. All right. I, I, I'm a I'm an excellent um, dinner guest and sleep aid, uh, all in one. 
All right, Sean. Who, yeah, who, Sean, who, who, you're first. Come on. We uh, invite you. I, I, I think, yeah, first one, definitely, I'd probably have Roger. Roger. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Roger would be there. Uh, I think the second one, Steve Jobs. Steve oh, Jobs. Um, I, we've not had Steve Jobs. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. He'd be interesting, Steve yes. Jobs. Yes. Uh, Shaq. Mm-hmm. Shaq. Okay. Shaq. Wow. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. He's a big piece of chicken if you barbecue, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to have a lot of food for that man. That's it. Who else? And the last one. The I least we have. Oh, the last one. This is a, you know. Uh, it can be more. Yeah, I'm just trying to think one more. Who could I have? Well, you like Braveheart, so I was going to say. Paul, oh, Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Yeah. Interesting. From the movies. Yeah. And it's yeah. good. He, he's sadly gone now. And uh, yeah, good for Good quartet there. How about you, Matt? I get how many? Three? Yeah, four, four. Four guests. Four. At least four. Minimal four. I, I got to throw my life. I got to throw my, I got to throw Amy Williams in there. My, my love of my life. But we can throw an extra chair. Uh, she can have, a, she can have like a little stool on the side. Um, if I can only have three, I would go with, first off, I think I'd invite Winston Churchill. Uh-huh. Ah, okay. Yes. He walks off and carries the big stick. Oh, Roosevelt man. and Churchill. Right. I'd go with Winston Churchill. I would go with Bob Marley. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. That'd be interesting. And then I'd go with Muhammad Ali. Ah. And they'd all get along with you, man. That's that's a good quartet, too. Yes. Yeah. That would be a fun dinner. And then I think if I could add one more, I would add yeah. Stephen Hawking. Ooh, Hawking, yes. Stephen Hawking. Yes, yes. That, yeah. that, yes. Talk some astrophysics. Yeah. yeah. That would be a good line. And, and, and if we could add a few more, I'd probably invite the Avengers to one up. <laughs> all these superheroes. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. That'd, that'd nice. be good, too. You know, hey, did you all catch this? I, you know, when you said Roger Federer, he's becoming one of the... He's becoming a billionaire, they said, in 2020. I don't yeah. know if you all caught wind of that. I just happened yeah, I to... See that. I was yeah. like, wow, a yeah. billion dollars. He and, let's see, Jordan, who she was Jordan Tiger, yeah. and one other athlete have made a billion dollars just in, in athletics. You just, you know, I'm like, wow, I didn't know. I knew he had a lot of money, but I didn't realize he was approaching the B word. Did you all catch wind of that? Just just out of curiosity. We did. I, he owns, he's got like a big part of that on running shoe. Oh, oh. Like, uh-huh. I think it's huge here in Florida. Is it? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Do you all wear arms? Are you an on wear? Uh, I've been trying to get them to come into my pro shop, and they're like, we'll call you, don't call us, we'll call you. <laughs> wow, they're that big already. <laughs> they're that good, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, I just I just happened to catch wind of that, and I was like, man, a billion dollars, that dude, that's amazing. He's still going. I mean, that's, yeah, you start thinking. Oh, no end in sight to his income potential. Oh, He's so good. popular, so amazing. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, moving along. Okay. Uh, East Coast, West Coast. What do you guys? Are you guys East Coast people or West Coast people? East Coast. Yeah, Biggie. Biggie all day. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. no, East Coast, East Coast, West, West Coast. No, no left coast then, huh? Biggie. I like no it. Left coast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Mountains or beach? Mountains or beach? No, mountains or beach? Sean, are you a mountain guy or beach guy? What's that? Beach. Beach. And he lives in the mountains. And he lives in the mountains. <laughs> Great answer. Right. I <laughs> know. What about you, Matt? And Matty. Uh, yeah, I was in Florida for a reason. Yep, beach. <laughs> Clearly. All right, favorite season. Summer, winter, fall, spring. What's your all's favorite? Fall, yeah. Fall. Spectacular. Oh, the oh. leaves, the yeah. hills. Indian the, summer. The driving. Oh, yeah. And I happen to know Sean's a passionate driver. You must love those mountain roads up there. Oh, yeah. 
awesome. He has a turbo. He has a fast, uh, oh, fast car that handles oh, well. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a good one. Mm. And Matt, how about you, man? Uh, I think here, I think the spring here, which yeah. is happening now, <laughs> it was like 89 degrees. It was 86 here today. Crazy. Uh, yes, yes. I think spring's so much cooler because spring's eternal, man. It just, yeah. It brings out the life of the winter when I lived up north. We got baseball. I mean, it's just, it's just summer's, spring's here. Spring's here because you got TPC. I mean, it's just, it's just a good time for me. That's so, great. I go spring. Favorite, ho- favorite holiday. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas, hands down. Christmas, okay. Well, why, why, why so? Why, why, why do you like Christmas? Is it, is it about presents or just having family together or being up in Vermont yeah. in the summer or in the, in the wintertime? Uh, I have three kids, so it's great, you know, to see them get up in the morning and, you know, open up their gifts and just to be with family and, and celebrate the day. It's, 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 a, it's a real special time for me. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you've yeah. got a daughter and two boys, right? Correct, yep. Awesome. So do you like the Vermont, you know, like the traditional American snow Christmas, or do you like the Brisbane Christmas where it's warm and at the beach? Because you've probably done both. Or, 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 or hanging at your pool at the house watching cricket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. I've you know, I've had both. Um, I, I definitely love the winter ones. It's, it's very, you know, traditional. You get up, you see it snowing. And, yeah. But also, too, I do miss sometimes the summer ones where you can go outside and you know, hang out in the pool and relax and yeah, have, have some food on the Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Matt, how about you? Yeah, what about you, Matt? Uh, yeah, I gotta go with Sean. I mean, Christmas, you can't be Christmas because it's, I mean, it, it's really good to have family come in. And it's really great to watch them fly out. <laughs> <laughs> right, after three days? Excellent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I, you know what, though, it's, it's weird. It, it, it finally dawned on me this year that, granted, in my 40 as I walk in this world, um, this is the first year of my life where I actually sat down and I watched everyone else open gifts, uh-huh. and that gave me more joy than, than mm. anything else. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I have to go to Christmas, man. I, I, I can't beat it. You know, it's just it's it's family, it's giving, it's it's watching everyone else have joy when they open up those dumb gifts that they <laughs> play for six months, they throw away nine months later. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you. It's more fun to. To, uh, I don't really like to get gifts anymore. I, I, I mean, I have everything I want. I, I mean, I really I feel. Yeah, yeah I feel and, it's too. always, and, and, and my wife's always going, "You're the hardest person to buy for." And I go, "Like, look, don't buy for me because I really. Well, we want to give you something." I'm yeah. like, "Well, don't worry about it. I, I just enjoy seeing other people. You know, I'm at that age now where it's more fun. What you said to see other people, yeah. you know, relishing in that, uh, you know, gift. And uh, it's, it's not about the gifts for me anymore. It's about just. You know, being around uh, everybody and just kind of seeing their their enjoyment you know, yeah, in, the, in the day. And, and you're a good role model. Uh, Craig, yeah, by the sometimes. way, has four children, and they're all grown now. They're all grown. They're, I mean, that just happened, right? Yeah, the we're youngest, empty nesters, yes. My the youngest just turned, what, 18 or so? Yeah, I thought my wife was going to get in the suitcase of my two that were flying back to Utah to go to college. <laughs> oh, Man, it was, it was, that was a tough ride home. We had, had about a 20-minute drive home from the airport, and oh. I, think, I don't think she had a dry eye. I'm until, sure you uh, filled uh, up a lot of water bottles with the Cindy's tears. Oh, yeah. my goodness. It was awful. But uh, yeah. uh, that, That's our, our last ones. But it, All right, what do you guys? like to do in your spare time sean what do you like to do in your spare time yeah off court yeah what do you do also, I, I love hanging out with my kids you know when I'm, when I'm not working i love to be with my kids hmm. you know whether it's going swimming whether it's playing tennis riding bikes you know taking to the driving range going to golf batting okay. cages you know going to the movies with my wife and hanging out for dinner you know yeah. that's 
Yeah, there's a lot of things to do, you know, but I definitely love hanging out with my kids the most when I'm not working. And do you take them in the car and, yeah, as you drive, tool through the uh, the roads around Vermont? Do you, do you take them with you? No, we like to go for a little bit of a Sunday drive, um, but usually they like to be, you know, when, when the weather's nice, they don't want to be in the pool, but, or, or they don't want to be in the pool, or they sort of, you know, be on their bikes riding around. But they got into tennis last year a little bit too, which oh, was good. awesome. Yep. Good. Yeah, we'll ask you a couple so, questions on down the road about that. Yeah. Matt, what, what, what do you like to do in your spare moment? Uh, do I have to spend time with my family? No, <laughs> that's, that's not one of them, yeah. Because some people don't like I'm to. I'm not contractually obligated. You're right. Uh, well, they're not on the, they're not on the podcast, so you don't have to say anything nice about them. <laughs> we, we, I, uh, I mean, I, I feel like I'm obligated because I'm broadcasting throughout the world to like, sound like a good man. But um, <laughs> golf is first and foremost, if uh, I'm not doing anything else. Family too. Yeah, that family crap is great. Yeah. Um, no, I'm saying family is first, golf is second. You can edit that later. Right. Folks, um, we, we told you he was edgy and confident, and here he is. Right. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Um, well, he did go to Disney yeah, World with his family. I, I mean, look, love hanging out with, like, today I got home from the tournament, hung out, played with the dog, walked the dog, played with our nine-year-old, our nine-year-old. If I can play golf, I play golf. Um... You know, it's just it's just family time. You know, it's just whatever we can do, we do. You know, we go to the beach, um, go to restaurants. You know, Amy and I are big, big foodies. So yeah. we're trying to get Tyler to be a big foodie too. And that's like dragging a rhino through mud. So, but it works. <laughs> Um, Sean, you were uh, a, your mom was a big tennis player, and that's how you got started. Matt, tell us about when you started playing and how uh, you got involved in tennis. My grandma got me started in tennis. Um, mm. So my mom in the early eighties, uh, she was one. Of the, she got divorced like um, back when you don't get divorced in the early eighties, yeah. and I was a young, young, I would say a young bloke, mm. but. Um, my mom would, my, my mom would drop me off with my grandma and, uh, my, my grandma played tennis five days a week. Wow. Interesting. Um, yeah. She played at this club called South Hampshire Racquet Club in St. Louis, Missouri. That's she in played the five Lou, yeah. And look, come, she didn't care if you're if I'm getting dropped off or not getting dropped off. She was going to go play. So when I was like three, four years old, I used to sit on the bench and watch her play. And that was it. That was like, that's what he did. And he sat there on the bench, he didn't move, and he just kind of sat there. And then um, as I started like getting really bored really quickly, very soon, she started to give me a private lesson. She paid for a guy to give me a private lesson, one of the pros of South Hampshire. Mm-hmm. So I used to get a little private 30-minute lesson with this guy, and then I'd come back and hit with her and her friends. And um, it just kind of started to build and build and build. And then about 10... Um, a pro there asked me to play in a club tournament. Mm-hmm. And at 10, I don't know what the heck was going on, but I ended up playing in it and I liked it. And then just it just kind of stumbled and stumbled and stumbled and stumbled. And here I am. That's great. Sean, um, uh, Cheryl, your mom uh, started you. Were you about that age too, like Matt, three, four? Well, actually, at the time when my mom was playing, I was actually she was pregnant and I was in her belly. So, um, oh, that's oh excellent. I got the bug. Is, you know, when she was playing at the tennis, you know, she was pregnant. So, um, you know, from then I just, you know, sort of fell into the sport when I was, you know, I watched her a lot when I was growing up. You were negative nine months and hitting some tennis balls. Totally, just loving it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, she, so she, you were born and she went back out to the court and started playing, Yeah. Right? Same day. 
Yes, Sean has the distinction of playing women's tennis for nine months, then men's tennis for the past 40. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so do you all like to play indoor tennis or outdoor tennis? Indoors for me. Indoors. Interesting. Okay. What about Matt? Indoor or outdoor? Uh, outdoor clay. That's all I got. That's what I love. I can slide on the clay. Love it. I'm old and fat now, so I love... <laughs> Sliding and grinding on the clay. What, what about you, Sean? You know, indoors, would you play on hard? Would you play on the uh, wood wood court, basketball carpet. court? Carpet. Yeah, what, what do you think? Hard court, all day. Hard, hard court, court fast, 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 or more slower? Uh, we just actually resurfaced that court, so they're a little bit slower. So yeah. I'm sort of liking that a little bit more now because <laughs> the fast courts, as you get older, you know, at 1040 next week, so yeah. like, you know, the slower, the slope because give you a little bit more chance to get to the ball now, especially when you play with these young kids. Yeah, young guys, yeah. So wh when's your birthday? January what? 19th. 19th. You're right between CB and me. Craig yep. was January 3rd, 3rd and I'm yep. February 12th. Yep. So you're kind of right, sort of in the middle there. Cool. Yeah. What's your role's most embarrassing moment in tennis? So as you think about uh -oh. you know, embarrassing moments in tennis, well, what's your most embarrassing? See, we ask these hard-hitting questions. Nobody is going to ask you these yeah, yeah, I didn't want to put this in the pre-show prep text. Right. God, I feel like I'm on 60 Minutes now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, really, Matt, yeah. I, I, today I am on 60 Minutes, no? <laughs> <laughs> most so embarrassing I moment. I, I think one of my most embarrassing moments was actually when I was, when I was younger. I was playing a tournament. I was in a final, oh. and um, I was just into the match. I didn't really know what you know what the score was. I was just going through the motions, and you know, I, I hit a hit a serve, and we played the point out, and I won the point. I went back to get the other ball, and the guys already walking towards the net to, to, to shake my hand. Like, what, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, that was match point to you. I was like, Oh. Okay, <laughs> I won the match. Oh. You know, I, was just, I was so focused in just what I was doing, I never really focused on the score. And I went up and I was like, I just won. Okay, that's great. Oh, Sean, that, I mean, it's kind of embarrassing, but as a coach, I'm like, that's the attitude I love. Want that focus. As as a, you know, as a amateur math teacher, I'm like, you know what? We got a little work to do, kid. <laughs> yeah, right. A lot of work, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, win. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four. Four win, yeah. Right. And Maddie, how about you? Oh, man. Um... <laughs> And you know, you, it doesn't. It doesn't have to. Six zero, six zero losses I take. Um, besides that, <laughs> let's see. Um, I think with the worst one, I think I ever. I, the most embarrassing thing: my mom, my grandma, uh, my girlfriend at the time in high school. Like I, I just finally get this girlfriend. I'm like <laughs> puffed out my chest. I'm like, girl, this really good tennis player, and this and that. And so we start in high school. At the time, you play doubles, and then you go off and play singles. Right. So it's kind of like a doubles format, like a college tennis format. And I was playing doubles with this guy. And this is my junior year in high school. I hit a serve. It goes off the top of my frame. It bounces straight down into the court, <laughs> right in front of him. And it bounces right up, and it goes right up into his undercarriage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I racked the dude. I literally <laughs> hit the guy right. I mean, it comes, like, I snap hook it off a of racket. And I remember it was a Prince graphite mid uh -huh. this is my high school racket right so i hit it off the top of the frame it bounces and it goes right underneath the guys like at the net 
moving to the middle to poach, it hits him right right where you don't want to get hit. Oh, sad. And he gets dropped like a bag of quarters. <laughs> <laughs> he goes down for the count, right? Yeah. I mean, this is like a match that we're supposed to win and like this and that. And like, uh, so he can't play his singles match. Mm. He was the two guy. I was the one guy. So he, we dropped the two singles. We lose the one doubles because he can't go on. Like, I mean, oh. I get him like, I get him right in the change first. I mean, it was like oh. perfect. And I'm like mortified, like oh my god, like so embarrassed. Like the girl like walks off, goes dates the high school quarterback after that. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. It was bad. It was the most embarrassing thing I've ever had in tennis at the time. Yeah. At the time. Oh, that hurts. That, that hurts. Yeah. Well, I, I will say when we ask that question, guys, uh, uh, fully twenty eight percent of the time the answer involves genitalia. <laughs> Yeah, twenty eight percent of the time. Wow. And and Craig, uh, yeah. you know, um, uh, 68% of all statistics are made up. Um, I mean, seventy percent of all people know that. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah. So that was an yeah. informal stat, but right. but good one, man. From our research department. Yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> right. uh, favorite tournament? What's your all's favorite tournament? Sorry, favorite ter- favorite what? Tournament. 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 Yeah. I, I got U.S. Open. Uh, U.S. Open. Yeah. They both went with their home slam. They did. And you know, you and I both went with Wimbledon. Yes. Not our home slam. Yes. Yeah, yeah. but close. All right. Uh, do you all like to watch tennis on TV? Do you all like to watch it? I, I love to watch it. Do you? I'm watching it right now. I'm watching Adelaide as we speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are too. Yeah. 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 If you could win a Grand Slam, which one would you win? Now, Sean, you can't say the Australian Open. <laughs> oh, you got to pick oh, no. that away. It'd it definitely be Wimbledon. Okay, there we go. Yeah. What, what about you, Matt? Yeah, I take Wembley too. Okay, oh, yeah, we, so we all thought that too. The cathedral. Uh, who would you pay to watch, current or former? I mean, would you? Oh my God, current or former? Yes, now we're we're talking. Yeah, you can go inter era. You're right. Like, like when Sean went, when you went Winston Churchill, or when Sean went with Steve Jobs, you can dip into the past or the the current time or the future. You can go back to Mal Anderson. You can go back to uh, yeah, Don Don Budge. You know, yeah, you any, go, anybody. You can go uh, women's or men's. Yeah. either way. You only get one. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, go two. Oh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I, I think a good match would be um, yeah, we Agassini's prime against Nick Kyrgios. Oh, Ooh. love it. Ooh, Ooh, Agassi. Ooh. When, when his hair's already falling out, or is he when he has hair? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Is this the bald-headed Andre or the one where he's putting the, you know, the fake hair on his head at the French Open? Yeah, the ponytail. Right. You know, I, I, am passionate about that matchup because you've got ridiculous server against remarkable returner. I think Nick exactly. would take the, you know, Andre's serve was good, but Nick would take it early and go in. Nick would drop shot, and Andre yep. would play the straight man and punish him, and Nick would maybe overpower him. That would go five sets. I would love to see that. And they would go to McDonald's afterwards and eat. <laughs> Maccas. Maccas. They'd go to Maccas after. But, what, what about you, Matt? Uh, I'd have to go Wimbledon, center court. I'd have to go Sampras and his prime versus Fed his time. And that happened hmm. in 2001. It was 7-5 in the fifth. But, yeah. but they weren't in their prime because Pete was maybe, you could say, on his way down, even though he did yeah. win one more uh, U.S. Open later. And Roger was on his way up. That's a great answer, too. All right, guys. So- Another one. I, I got one okay. more. Yeah, John, John, John McEnroe versus Kyrgios. Oh, Ooh, oh, now that would be good. That'd be, yeah. That'd be throwing some fire on some gasoline. <laughs> yeah. If I was the umpire, I'd have umpire like catcher's gear on. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 
Good I, I, answers. Hey, I, if I might add, uh, how about Becker against Kyrgios playing mm, similar games mm. against him? They look totally different, but they <sighs> they kind of play similar, and they're both a little strange and edgy sometimes. Boom Boom against Kyrgios. I'd love that matchup. Yeah. yeah. That'd, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, who would you all have liked to have played in their career? Who would you have liked to play? Like, say, you, know, you could play anybody out there, uh, you know, would you like to play Jack Kramer? What's that? Like your idol. Yeah, sure. Oh, man. So I'm going to the, the Rocket for me. Oh, oh Ron yeah. Laver. Yeah, that's a hard one to beat. Yeah. I thought it was great when when they did that video, or that the Australian Open, you know, they did that, sh- you know, they, they got to hit, what was it, a couple years ago, Fed? Oh, my goodness. And, and the Rocket, you know, and they, they mic'd yeah. them up, and uh, oh. Oh, that, that was awesome. I, I yeah. was, uh, Matt was talking about how he was crying earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I shed a couple tears just watching Laver and Fed just rallying half court and then gradually going back. Yep. And it's just all those, uh, all that history of seeing Rod Laver slice a backhand and seeing Roger take it easy on him. But it was just so, you know, uncle, uh, nephew kind of vibe is beautiful. Yep. I think. I mean, could you imagine the, like the history when you watch that match? Oh. Like when those, it's it not even a match. It's like when those, when those two guys got out there, yeah. just, oh my God, like the chills. Oh, that was, yeah. I, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Yeah, totally. No, it was it was that was one of the most interesting moments I think I've ever witnessed. I, yeah. I think Federer said he was nervous too, you know, a little bit. And then, yeah. You know, then Rod Rod didn't really hit great. So he goes, oh, I might come up here and maybe do a little bit better up here at the net. Yeah, so yeah. He moved on up. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. He's so yeah. humble. Oh man, yeah. That's what all his belong. That's right. At the net. At the net. You're right. You're right, Sean. You're absolutely correct. Right. At the net. The name of our show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who, <sighs> who's your all's favorite tennis players? Who's your all's favorite? I, I love Pat Rafter. Ah, I love it. Ah, Pat Rafter. And Nick Kyrgios. And uh, I can see Sampras, Federer. That's a, not not Cashy? Leighton Hewitt? John uh, Newcomb? Leighton's okay. Leighton's okay. Cashy was okay. You know, the other one's just a little more exciting for me. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Matty? What, Matt? Uh, I, w- I was blessed to be growing up in the era of the American dynasty of yeah. Uh, Sampras, Courier, Chang, uh, you know, Agassi, like, that was, like, David Wheaton, yeah. you know, like, that Ty was, Martin. like, I grew up in those guys, Ty Martin, too, like, yeah, yeah. Actually, I should say that, he's from here in the Jacksonville area, um, even Melody of Washington, who's oh, my yeah. boy, I was absolutely purely blessed with the chance to play a grass court exo with him last summer at my club. With Mal? Back on my club. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, but back to your, 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 I would, of your idol, playing your idol, I would have to say, I, I would have wanted to hit balls with Agassi and that would have been the guy, like yeah. that would have been, the, I saw him this year, um, USPTA in Vegas, the World That's Conference right. had him speak. And so we're walking into the convention hall where he was getting ready to speak. And I was sitting there with a friend of mine. And he nudged me, and literally Andre is literally two feet away from me. <laughs> He's right and I there. Didn't see him with a t-shirt, jeans, and his pair. Of shoes. He had his own shoes on, and I saw him, and I went total fanboy. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> I, I wanted, I wanted to like ask him for a picture. Like, can I please have a picture with you? And I totally, I, I didn't do it because out of respect of athletes, I didn't want to bug him. If that makes sense. 
Did you, and did you give him the nod? The hardest thing I think I've ever had to do in my entire life to, to exercise that restraint, huh? Did you give him the nod? Yeah, like, nod. yeah, gave him the nod. Like, hey, 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 dude, yeah, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Kind of I, like, I didn't. I, I, I just. He was literally two feet in front of me. Like, like literally two feet. Like we're walking into the same convention hall together. Yeah. And he's got that pigeon toe walk. Right. He's got a pair of like, like, like. He's got his shoes on. He's got his shoes on. I used to spend hundreds of dollars of my lawn cutting grass money to buy his shoes and I'm looking down and I'm like that's the guy that I I, I worshipped your ground you walked on yeah. um, but it was it was so surreal and I, I I didn't do it I didn't do it yeah. good, good for yeah, you right. you, you yeah. did well and you know he's probably hearing this I know he heard our Philip Farmer Andre story yes uh, and Andre evidently heard that part too so hopefully he's listening now I think he'll get a nice smile out of that yeah, he, well, he, good. yeah. so you guys did you guys ever Ever have any superstitions? Superstitions? Yeah. Are, are, are you guys superstitious or just a little stitious? <laughs> I'm neither. <laughs> so you'll walk on the lines and not, none at all, yeah. huh? None at all. I just, just throw it to the wind and see what happens. You know? Nice. You, you didn't grow. I don't tie my shoes. What's that? I don't tie my shoes until I like actually play. Oh, I, I, see. I don't tie my shoes. Really? Yeah. Even in yeah. lessons? Is do you, do you not tie your shoes in lessons? Uh, if it's a hitting lesson, I'll tie my shoes. If, I, if it's like a clinic or a hitting lesson, uh, if it's a hitting lesson, I'll tie my shoes. If everything else, I don't tie my shoes. You know, a lot of the fitness professionals yeah. and even podiatrists yeah. recommend don't like less tension on your shoelaces or none. And then when you're actually competing, you lace up. I had so that's actually a very healthy habit. I had a pro that didn't tie his shoes, and the members used to get pissed off because they thought he went he was cavalier. You know, like, like, they weren't good enough. You know, I was like, we just wanted to get him to tie his shoes, but maybe he was, you know, maybe he was. Uh, yeah. he, he had heard that about podiatry. I'll have to to use that. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. You'll have to use that. One. That's good. All right, so we're, now we're rounding back to kids. All right. Yeah. So I know you know you got kids. Do you want them to play? Tennis, you know, recreationally, competitively. What's your all thoughts about your, your own kids? Yeah, let's start with Matt on yeah. that one. Uh, I have a nine-year-old stepdaughter. Yeah. She is a competitive swimmer. Oh, wow. Um, that's, that's what she's into. So um, I don't push tennis. Yeah. I, I, think it's, I think the dynamics are off if, if dad or stepdad do it, if that makes sense. You know, that's why you don't um, – if she, if she wants to hit, she'll hit. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. I don't push it, but um, we were on vacation not too long ago, and she wanted to hit, and I was mortified. <laughs> and we were at this resort up in uh, North Florida, and the director of tennis there at this resort, who's a, who's a friend of mine, put us on stadium court. Uh-oh. So, Uh-oh. right, so I called, you know, so we called, and I said, hey, can you know, we just want a court to hit on the back. I, I was expecting a backcourt. Yeah. So he stepped us on the stadium court. So now, entirely, my stepdaughter always expects us to hit on the stadium court. Oh, oh. I, I yeah. think it's good, too, because, Matt, you had to be on your best behavior with people watching, right? Oh, I, I threw my racket six times <laughs> in a singles drop, drop feet game to seven. Um, but it's funny because I don't have stadium courts. So if she comes to my club like a week later, she's yeah. like, I'm not kidding unless we have a stadium like, court. Like, what is this? Well, <laughs> <laughs> so they got spoiled very quickly. Oh, it's funny. And, Sean, what about you? You've got three. Yeah, my, my two boys, I got twin boys and a five. Um, they sort of started last year a little bit. I got, I think I have one lefty, one righty, so it's almost like the Brian Brian's. Brian's, <laughs> yeah, I love it. 
Um, my daughter, um, on the other hand, she's really big into this um, sort of theater. Um, she was in a play oh. uh, early last year um, in the Adams Family, and um, you know she's really big into the musical, the acting, and the Broadway sort of you know, path. So at the moment, that's her passion, and and that's what we're really sort of you know she what? loves it, and we support her doing that. Who did she play in the Adams Family? Morticia or Wednesday? Who was she? Cousin it? Well, it, it was more. <laughs> uh, she actually. Um, was just you know there was a lot of adults with it so she was the youngest cast member this was actually her first audition she ever tried out for wow and um very nice we were you know she, she tried for it and she got um cast as a like an ancestor and then also too in the second part she got cast as thing so um it was pretty awesome. cool oh that's great <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah the, whole, the whole experience for us was just was mind-blowing and even for her as well it was a real sense of community family my wife got behind you know and helped out paint sets my mother will help you know sew costumes it was just a, a real big family affair well done that's that's really neat yeah. so were they do you want them to play tennis though or doesn't matter either the, the, one the, the, the boys uh, you know i'd love for the boys to play tennis you know my daughter you know i don't think she's gonna play i think she likes just the social to hit the ball to dad and, yeah. and the boys but you know, like I definitely would love to see them play. I know one of them. You know, he, he's a, 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 such a talented athlete. You know, um, I know this summer. You know, he, he got a ball, a ball out, threw it on the ground, ran up to it, just hit it. You know, no problem. Like he's been doing it forever. And my other boy started hitting balls out of the air. And then last night we went to a, a, a the school event and in the gym there they had like these lacrosse sticks and they were catching and throwing lacrosse sticks to each other like they've been doing it all their lives and oh that's a blast was, like sort of shocked I was like how old is he five I was like whoa you know <laughs> and they're already good at lacrosse they must have inherited your Australian volleying uh, uh, DNA up there I was going to say the mom I thought the mom was probably <laughs> the DNA <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe a bit of both that's good all right, guys, uh, what sport, we're rounding, rounding the bend here. Yeah. A couple of questions left. What sport would you have played if it wasn't tennis? If it wasn't the great game, what would you be involved sport-wise? What, do you, what would you be doing? We know Matt said he likes golf because he doesn't want, want to spend any time with his family. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's not on record, is it? Uh, not on record. No, I, did, I didn't hear it, but I just no. I thought you maybe. You can believe that. You can believe that. Um, honestly, like, if I could play anything, if it wasn't like, I mean, the life of pro golfer has, like, you can compete for majors in your 50s. Yeah. Um, I mean, the money the money you make in the top 100, top 150, just it just suffocates what you can make in the tennis. I mean, yeah. it's so stupid. Um, but the main thing is you can compete so much later in life as a pro golfer than you could in tennis. And, and Matt, there is a, there's a beverage card. I think that's weighing into this, too. Well, you're right. You're absolutely right. They, they have a lot of shiners. And still, and still win the championship. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can look um, like Craig Stadler and still win. Pro golf. Right. Pro golf. Oh, right. interesting. What about I mean, what about you? The quarter, the quarter kids are into it too. Oh, they are. that's right. Yeah, yeah. and Lendl kids. Yes. Yeah. 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 What about you, Sean? What would you be doing sport wise? I, I I think I was I would go back to my uh, Australian rules. I played a lot, you know, before tennis. There and, you um, go. Footy. Yes. Love that. Yeah. And uh, it was only by chance I fell into tennis because I, I injured myself and I, you know, sort of did some messed up stuff to my neck. So, oh. you know, football, they sort of wanted me to sort of go to a different direction, not so much physical contact, and I sort of got into tennis. So otherwise, if that didn't happen, I would still be playing football. I, I, I love it. You know, it's such a tennis Matt, you know, talked about it. it was such a team sport, you know, yeah. getting there with your mates, you know, kicking the footy and... You know, competing against other guys, it was always fun. Who's your team? Who's your team over there? I'll tell you mine. 
I love uh, Australian. I like the, I like the Brisbane Lions. I'm a Brisbane Lions fan. Yeah. Lions. I'm a Carlton Blues man. Carlton. You're a Blues man. Oh, love the, I, And I went to the MCG five years ago. I, wow, I couldn't believe cricket it. Ground. Oh my yeah, goodness. Really? I, I about had a, had a heart attack right there and said my life's complete because I I got to stand on the on the MCG with my buddy and took a picture. It's oh, actually on my fun. Facebook page. You know the yeah. MCG. So yeah. have you been to the MCG? Yeah, yeah, many times. It was right next door to the, um, to the yeah, tennis. tennis so, yeah, um, yeah. When I used to go to Melbourne, um, you know, if you can time it right, you know, you can watch the tennis. Just you can watch it, you know, it's maybe next door cricket. Yeah. Because they play cricket there too, and it's like a you know, 110,000 people stadium. Oh, Incredible. I know. It, it was unbelievable because I'd, yeah. I'd seen it because, like I was telling you guys earlier, uh, growing up in Oklahoma, there were a bunch of Australians around. I watched a lot of Australian rules football on ESPN at, at the time in the late 70s, early 80s. There wasn't really much content, so yeah. they were they were showing some some guys in white jackets with a white hat on doing, doing the uh, two arms down you yeah. know, with their arms bent and we're like what yeah. the hell is that what does that say oh, it's a goal oh okay <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah so fun stuff so yeah, yeah. Sean your, your yeah, answer anyway. about footy is yep. and, and your your uh, the physicality and then yep. uh, going from team to individual it reminds me a bit about uh, a friend of our show in fact next week's guest Johan Creek who went from in yes. South Africa but sort of similar he, he went from rugby, rugby to tennis right are you rugby <laughs> are you a rugby similar. man too are you rugby I love rugby, yeah. I'm a big Wallabies fan, you know. I oh, love, love my rugby. Yeah. What, what about cricket? Are you a cricket guy, too? Yeah, yeah, I follow, follow the cricket, too, you know. We follow all sorts of sports as much yeah. as we can. You know, being over here, it's a little hard because you, know, you don't get the coverage, but, you know, with the internet these days and everything online, you can sort of stream, you know, cricket, you know, football, you know, motor racing, you know, horse racing, everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, oh, that's, that's right. I th- don't they call Melbourne the world's sporting capital of the the city that's the world's sporting capital of the world or something like that? Melbourne, isn't that? Oh, Melbourne has everything. Yeah. Melbourne has everything. Yeah, and, and especially right now, there's a lot going on. I think they, when I was down there five years ago, there was a cricket game that was just going on. At the same time, there was some soccer in, in the stadium next door, also too, the big soccer yep. venue, and then there was tennis going on. It was unbelievable to see oh. see what Melbourne was, you know, taking place at the same time the Australian Open's going on. So and, and really not a huge city like London, mm, New York. No. But absolutely top notch, world class sporting options. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Because I think just after the tennis, they have the F1, too. Yes, that's, that's right. One, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's coming up, too. Yeah. yeah. So very nice. Uh, all right, guys, last two questions. If you yeah. wouldn't been involved in sports, what would you be doing right now? If you were, you know, no golf, no tennis, no nothing, what would you guys be doing? Real estate. Ah, real estate. Interesting. Commercial, residential? I think both. Yeah. I think, you know, you've got to have your hand in everything. <laughs> nice. There in Vermont or maybe back home in Brisbane? Oh, I'll probably take more more Brisbane. Yeah. On no. the gold on the Gold Coast. Uh, maybe in the city, the gold, both coasts actually. You go to the Gold Coast, you go to the Sunshine Coast. Yep. Uh-huh. You know, branch out, have offices, and maybe you know different locations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good plans and good for the kids at home to hear uh, about tennis, but also yeah, because because sometimes that uh, you know tennis, we, we're fortunate to to make the great game our livelihood, but at the same time, there's others that yeah. that. Uh, there's other professions out there that are, are really great to be involved with. Rewarding, what about you? Yeah. yeah. How about you, Matt? Yeah. What about you, Matt? Uh, you guys ever seen Entourage? Of yes. course. Yeah. <laughs> Out in Ari Gold of sports agencies. You're ah. an agent. Yeah. Yeah. He was a promoter too in the band. He he didn't want to yeah. be in the band. He wanted to be the guy making the money. I heard I that. Been Ari Gold. But yeah. I would have represented sports. Sports. Yeah, I would have been the sports agent for. I would have been the Ari Gold of like CMAA or something. Oh, that's totally you. And uh, and you know, Ari Gold was played by Jeremy Piven, 
And I believe one of his first roles was in a movie uh, based in Seattle called Singles. And that character actually reminds me of Matt Bacon because he was at a, I think he was at a a grocery store and he was uh, basically fanboying about a DJ who mixed, if I remember, like Elvis Costello with Public Enemy. And I'm thinking, gosh, when when Matt Bacon is telling me about Jeremy Piven, I'm seeing Ari Gold, but also... Whatever that character was. So well done there. Good answer. Probably one of the best soundtracks of 90s genre movie history. For sure. Singles was remarkable. Yeah, there was a little, like, early Soundgarden. Uh, Mother, Mother Love Bone on that. Too. Mother very, Love Bone? Very early. Yeah, I yeah, think Crown of Thorns. Bone. Crown of Thorns was on that. And yeah. an early Smashing Pumpkins track, Drown, was on that. Yeah. That is, and, and, and I think um, the best song on that single soundtrack was... Um, God, what's the name of that song? I, I, it's uh, we were talking about Soundgarden. Like you guys gave me a Soundgarden rep. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. That, on the uh, yeah. on the Instagram, yeah. Was, was yeah, he died? He committed suicide. Chris? That's unfortunate. Oh. Yeah. But, was was there any minute work on the soundtrack? No, no oh. Australian. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> Crowded House. Yeah. Crowded House is a good one. That <laughs> there was, we go. That yeah. was uh, Sean's uh, yeah. uh, choice on the music. Chris Cornell was the guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Chris yeah. of Soundgarden and yeah. Audio Slave, yeah. similar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazing. That, that was such a good soundtrack. Yeah, Little River Band. Any Little River Band? That's your era, CB. <laughs> that was some awful music. <laughs> I hate to say, Little River Band was awful. Sean, sorry about that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm showing my age right there. All right, last question, guys. Last question. Last we, one. We know it's getting late, and uh, yeah. oh, we've been a couple hours at this. We're going to get in right. trouble but with our producers. Yeah, we're trying to go an hour, and we've yeah. gone two. All right, so yeah. we've had such a good time. Sad. Sad. All right, so we're, at, we're at the last question here. All right, this is the big one. All yeah. right, All right, sit down. Are you guys sitting down? Don't stand up. Sit down for this one. I'm standing up. Okay, well, all right. If, if Whatever you're going to do, you got to brace yourself. All right, you can wave the magic tennis wand. you got the magic wand. What change or changes would you make to the great game and why, if any? What If you could wave the magic wand and you're the commissioner, we'll give you, we'll give you like five seconds to think about this. Yeah. So we'll do the Jeopardy. Dun, 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 dun. Very topical, Craig. Nice. Primetime Jeopardy. I can't whistle. I can't do Andy Griffiths. Dun, 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 boom, boom. All right. All right. Let's start with Matt Bacon. Matt Bacon. What are you going to do? I would let the greatest of all time play each other in their primes. Interesting. That's your rule change. I like it. Yes. And we broached it earlier, and that's a good one. I mean, it, it must be fresh in your head, too. Sean, what do you got for us? Eliminate Let's. Interesting. Oh. You know, it's funny. In Division One men's college tennis, they they play the Let's. Uh, yep. Today, I was at uh, SMU. One of our questions from one of our fans, Juris Lavens, was talking about how great the SMU facility is. Yes, And awesome. he asked if they are hosting any tournaments. There was a really good one with five Division One. Uh, college teams today, and one of the women was telling me that in some, um, this is back in uh, in North Africa, some ITF tournaments for, I don't know if it was 16s or 18s, they play the Let's. Well, they started to do that? And then I told her, I said, you know, s- since uh, uh, I-, I think mid-90s, about 96, they played Let's. Uh, Sean, I believe they did that in D1 college tennis 22 years ago, because sometimes you'd get aced and you'd say, let and nobody had any recourse, and so it's probably a good thing, and it speeds it up. Why do you like it? 
to it. It just makes it a little more exciting. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, when the, when the net hits there and you got a crowd behind you and it's like, oh, let's play the point again. I was like, no, make the guy, you know, like a girl, you know, play the point out. You yeah. know, like how, how well can you adjust to, you know, a different type of, you know, ball that now could be trickling over the net or could be, you know, have a different spin on it. I, I think I could add a little bit, you know, more excitement to the game. It could be advantageous or disadvantage because it could bounce up and the returner could, could uh, smack it. Like Rafa? Craig, clearly. No, I, I, I'm not a fan of this rule because I enjoy to stand five meters back. And uh, if this happens, I have a lot of running to do, no? It's going to be bad for me, but good for everyone else. Well, yeah, that's, that's true, Rafa. I mean, because you stand about 20 feet. You're almost yeah. with the umpires, aren't you? The lines people. Yeah, my foot uh, gets stuck in a Lacoste sign. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Sean is a terrible rule, no? Sorry. But uh, but everybody else loves that rule. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm with you on yeah. the left. Good, good. good one. Yeah, good one. Well, boys, this yep. has been such a fun conversation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. you are wonderful. We're going to follow up with you. Of course, this has been a blast for us. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know for a fact the people at home have enjoyed it, and they'll really enjoy it when we edit uh, that one bad word Matt said. Um, yeah, that was a bad word. <laughs> it's all right. I thought there were a lot. Of, yeah, I thought he had multiple. Wait, <laughs> multiple. <laughs> I'm edgy. I'm edgy. So I got a You're edgy, man. Yeah. Well, you guys rock. Huge thank thanks. You, thank you. And uh, um, if you could, stay on the line for a moment, uh, Craig, with our dismount. Okay. Thanks for listening to Season 1, Episode 27 of Athenet Podcast. Be sure to tell a friend of friends as we like your peeps, and hopefully they'll like us. And that's the tennis news as it, it seems to, to us. us. Good night from Dallas, Texas, everybody. Matt and Sean, good night, mates, and uh, enjoy the Australian Open. We'll keep in touch, boys. Have a great night and sleep well. Thank you very much. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Thank you. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Good night.